Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello and welcome to Burkamp Wonderland. I honestly wasn't just doing the tweet and nearly forgot to cut and paste the right bit. And uh, with me tonight, I have uh, have three wonderful guests. We're doing a very rare thing on ABW. We're actually going to have a fan of another team. It's, uh, It's Seb from... I've got this written down, Seb, so I don't forget. <laughs> I didn't do it on the tweet. Now, where did I write it? Don't tell me. Don't ruin no. it. Here it is. It is Seb from the 7,500 to Holt, which is at 7500-T-O-H-O-L-T-E podcast. Um, it is Seb. How are you doing, Seb? Yeah, I'm good. I would have been a bit better had I been coming on and talking about a Villa three points. But apart from that, I'm I'm not too bad. Hopefully, hopefully you go easy on me and don't rub it in too much. No, I don't think we'll do that because we've had many years of your lot turning us over and making us look ridiculous. What does the 7500 in the 7500 to Holt mean? Oh, I wish you hadn't asked me that. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Make it up. Just say that's how much the um, Yeah, there's, there's, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, anyway, never mind. Um, yeah, I was on his podcast and uh, it went quite well, I think. I talked a lot of sense and didn't swear much. That won't be happening here. Our other guest is uh, the man who I was convinced has been on this podcast many, many times over the years. Turns out he hadn't. He only made his debut. Well, I've known him for about seven or eight years. Only made his debut in the January Transfer Deadline Day show. It's James. How are you doing, Trico? Yeah, yeah, very well. Thank you. You have the best stolen name on Twitter. LL Cool James. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're 91 at the end, just to have the year of the, Yeah, because someone else had LL Cool James, so you have to put like you have to put the year I'm, of the birth in there. Just to... I wonder who would have had LL Cool James. Maybe Cool James, LL Cool J, the ladies love <laughs> Cool James. Yes, we've talked about this before. And uh, honestly, I honestly thought you had been on Met. The camera used to be over here, and then I moved it when I got another monitor. Then I'm just, I'm just, I'm talking to my telly. Um, yeah. And, you said you hadn't been on before, had you, before no. the January transfer window? No. no I still yeah. can't sleep over that. <laughs> I feel ashamed. I think I've let the entire world down. So uh, are you excited? Always. Always. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Good. Um, right. What were I doing? I shouldn't go and check my DMs, should I? Because it's always something I can't go and read in any kind of detail. Finally, the man who broke our Twitch raid virginity. He he broke us in two and left us for dead. It's Nick. How do you right? Yeah, I'm like, bored. There's no football on. It's all internationals. It's bullshit is what it is. So uh, you said that you had 15 people who were going to raid us and three of them fucked off. I hope you've banned those scumbags. No, because they're my favourite people. How can you be friends with people who don't like football? Never trust a man who doesn't like football. Exactly. Exactly. I've got, we had a little chat or they heard me talking to Sexy Frank. Sexy Frank isn't made up. And um, yeah, we're talking. Frank doesn't like football. He's been to one Arsenal game. Leeds beat us 3-1. He said, never again. I said, never fucking again. Never happening. 
absolute shitbag. But he's sexy, Frank, and he can do what he wants. Let's go and have a, a hello to some of the people in the chat. Motion is there straight away. Hi, guys. Listening while doing my assignment. Looking forward to today's pod. Uh, what's the assignment, Motion? Let us know. I might be able to help you out. If it's, uh, if it's <laughs> astrophysics, I'm your man. If it's women, Nick is your man. And if it's um, anything, uh, anything, um, I don't know what you're good at, James. Um, Music. Yeah, or uh, you know, wrestling from nineties to now, or uh, not hair you as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, on the Sunday roast. That's because I I started watching WWF in probably or oh, the mid nineteen eighties on ITV, and I stopped watching it in the year two thousand and one. So I had mm. the glory years. So I yeah, can tell you all about you're, that. You're like uh, quite a lot of them. A lot of them left the minute um, Stone Cold Steve Austin become a bad guy with Vince McMahon that was people like now I'm fuck fuck this I'm done with this now they're like you know when you when you when your hero of all time becomes a baddie you just no I'm I'm finished it was uh no they had their rules in me for a long time and they still have (laughs) what's your top three favorite wrestlers oh well Stone Cold's got to be in there um sad week for me last week as Razor Ramon he was he was he was the first one that uh I ever really um remember watching and becoming a fan of just for the mannerisms and everything else and the colors when you when you're young is the colors and everything gets you into it and then uh funny enough again because of colors bret hart um just the fact that he was in pink I just thought, yes yeah yeah indeed nick yeah. do you have favorite wrestlers yeah. or do you just stick to pokemon characters <laughs> no i like wrestlers like eddie guerrero and people like that Eddie Guerrero was the best. When he died, his ugly wife got a permanent lifetime deal with the WWF, didn't she? Yeah, now she's in the one that the guy from Fulham owns. She's in AEW now as a nasty... Yeah, she's a nasty manager in that as well. Vicky Guerrero is fit. Hey? Vicky Guerrero is well fit. I'll I'll send you some pictures later. She's got a face like a bag of wasps. I know. It's great. Not allowed it. Not having any of that. She can get fucked. Seb, do you like wrestling? I don't know. I don't. You don't like cats, you don't like wrestling. I'll tell you what, boys. Those, those are the two well. things I don't like. You've caught me out on a bad day. <laughs> okay, anyway. Right, Michael's there in Sweden. All right, Michael. Um, the arson man, here to see Dora. Now, Dora. 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 Probably scratching her ass on my bed. Oh, forget about that. Phil Macker is there. Curtis. Oh, fuck Curtis Tigers. Uh, Loki's there, evening all, VJ. You made it for another show, VJ. And what's the weather like where you are, VJ? We've had sunny days here. It's been a miracle. I wonder people told me that because I didn't get up today, I didn't get out of bed today until quarter past five. <laughs> Got up for a wee, went back to bed listening to, um, uh, what was it, LBC? Or was it Talk Radio? One of the two. Moaning about the, um, well, they're moaning about um, the, the spring adjustment to ripping everybody off and making sure everybody freezes to death. Anyway, uh, Mark is there. Oi, oi, Danny, James, Nick, and Sebastian. Hello. Gemini Jedi, have you watched 2,000 goals yet? All to, but someone, it's almost as if they know what I was going to bring up later. <laughs> spies watching me. Uh, Mark is there. It's crop rotation the 14th century. Danny's your, I am on the way to university. Chan, you remember that, James? Young ones? Yes. Yeah. Sat on the train <laughs> and he's, he's swatting up just before Eddie's head comes off. Was he called Eddie then? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eddie Elizabeth Hitler. Any relation? Yes. That's that line. No, never, never more explained than that. Uh, Brett Hitman Hart, Big Boss Man, and The Undertaker. There's a bloke you should go and watch on. Um, I'm not going to forget his name now, am, am I? Never mind. Don't bother. 
Uh, Phil, Nick's from Norwich. They usually fancy that. I'm not having any of that, Nick. Do you want to suspend him for a little while? He's from Norwich as well. Yeah, I've seen him around with his cousins all the time. I suppose you two are related if you go back a little bit. Uh, Mark again, Tyrone Mings, a great wrestler based on how he took down Sucker. Fuck Tyrone Mings. Legally, I'm obliged. Seb, you can now say fuck any Arsenal player. Who do you want to say it to? <laughs> Got to be fair. To, to be fair, you were actually well behaved for the for the game. Um, but I'll put my opinion in now. I don't think that the Tyrone Mings tackle was actually a foul. Um I know it's something we'll probably get onto in greater detail later, but I, I don't think that was a foul, let alone a red card. Mm, okay. Uh, VJ says, warm and sunny, Captain. Lovely, Dabby. Uh, oh, Nick talking to the punters. Lovely. Vivian. Oh, it was called Vivian in The Young Ones. It was called... Oh, yeah, Eddie yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, me. Uh, Phil's a London boy. No, he isn't. Oh, the Arsenal luchador. Arriba! Hola from Tijuana, Arriba. I honestly thought that account was run by Mike Hertz. Apparently it isn't. And so I've, I've been, uh, I think the cool kids call it bantering. Back at nine minutes, haven't even got to the fucking show yet. Bantering backwards and forwards, as the cool kids say, with the Arsenal luchador as if we were chums, like me and fake Mexican Mike Hertz are. Apparently, no, you're not. And he sent someone a T-shirt. You do T-shirts. You should put the link for your, your wet store. If you've got one, Luchador, and I will um, I will share it with everybody. And I don't want anything for doing it. Right. Did I? Um, yes, I did. No. Did I tweet from my own account that we're live? That would fucking help, wouldn't it? Oh, dear. Is it? No, I haven't. Why not? <sighs> Talking about yourself with my press buttons. We never found out what um, assignment he was doing. I'm really interested. I'm invested in this assignment. Oh, you're, are you still in education? I am. I'm at college. Oh, what are you doing? Sport. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> all the people, my daughter's 23 and just finished uni, all of her mates who did sports science are now working in Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> working Tesco. Excellent. That's, that's the ones that have done well. Ah, oh, Rudy's there. Well, hello and good evening all. And Sire says, hello, AB. Hi, right, Sire. Anybody you want hashtag out? Uh, Chris has got on my nerves this week. I had to give him a telling off. He basically told me to get fucked. So um, right, let's get on to the uh, let's go on to the show. It's only taking us ten and a half minutes. Fucking hell, most podcasts will be done by now. The Villa game. I think it would only be fair and true and right if we let our, our guest Seb tell us what you thought about the Villa game. What did you think? How did you think it was going to go? Because fuck knows, I can't remember what we talked about and and compare that to how it actually went. Because I thought you you did all right. I'm I'm quite surprised that you thought that because I I genuinely think that was one of our worst games of the season so far, uh, especially especially under Gerard. Um, we were really poor. We changed formation, which was an interesting decision. We'd we'd finally seen Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings click. I think I mentioned to, this to you we before the game. We talked about man. exactly. We talked to exactly how Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings had finally clicked together to be able to form a good partnership. And then he decided to scrap that and go with two number 10s, which the last time we played two number 10s, we lost one nil to Newcastle, uh, yeah, to Newcastle without scoring. Did he so say um, why he did that? He didn't. And it wasn't due to injury, which, which made it even weirder. Um, you know, I was expecting 
I think everyone sees Arsenal as a if you can get at them from early on and you can you can put them under pressure, then there's a result to be had there. But we seem to sit back and at home. I just think that's a wrong decision. You don't sit back against an Arsenal team who look increasingly growing in confidence in possession under Mikel Arteta because they will punish you. And that's something that um shocked me from Arsenal is how how good they were on the ball you know they they were playing passes they looked tight they looked compact they looked composed and yeah in the end I think a three points was probably deserved in for Arsenal but yeah we didn't deserve anything from the game at all. Nick doing a little bit of moderating there <laughs> Phil Mack a bit of tit. <laughs> He's a waste of tit I wouldn't expect anything differently from him. Um, Seb, the, that, you made a point there which is quite true. We actually look at this talking football like grown-ups. Um, the, the old way used to be, James, didn't it, where you come at Arsenal, Arsenal, quite frankly, don't like it up them. That's not the case anymore, is it? You bring it, we're bringing it more. We're bringing the big guns. Someone's going to get kicked and an eye poke. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. No, um, yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, I think it's the best um, set of as you know, the best word I can think of it is bastards. I think it's the best set of bastards that we've had for quite a while. Um, I've got Lucas only in my nose for that. <laughs> oh. um, you know, people call it the dark arts or, you know, cleverness or whatever. I, I just call it good old fashioned bastardry. You know, it's so um, what, what I did like was uh, when the Saka incident happened, I liked the fact that Lacassette, Gabriel and all they were standing around the referee going hey look you you want to have another look at because normally we ju- we're, we're very kind you know we we just carry it on and let everything carry on and go about it but no I, I did like the fact that we were going hey you want to take a look at this you know this is an injustice and everything else and um yeah I, I thought that our togetherness um showed all throughout the game I mean um don't know if I'm jumping the gun here but uh so rein me in if I am, but I, you know, I, I've had my thoughts about Leno out there for many a year, but I did quite enjoy the fact that Ramsdale actually travelled up there to support him, and uh, at the end when he embraced him and all the others did, I thought that was uh, that was really nice. Hmm. Point in the chat, Seb from from Mark. He says, so maybe it was the um, it was Arsenal that made Villa look so poor. Are you putting it all down to the tactics because? That made no sense. Not playing at home, your your best two on form strikers that have built a partnership together. But do you think Arsenal had any part in making you not look so good? Hundred percent, that was a factor. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to say, oh, the only reason Arsenal won is because Villa weren't were were so poor. You know, I wanted to give you you some credit as much as it hurts me hurts me to say. But yeah, no, the three points were were completely deserved for the away side on this occasion. But Again, Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins, I just I just don't understand why you'd drop them. If there was an injury there, then maybe. You know, there's always that thing of we were trying to fit Buendia in because before Coutinho came in, Buendia had been one of our, our best players this season and you don't want your best players sat on the bench. And I think Gerard finds the only way that he can accommodate Philippe Coutinho, Emmy Brendia, Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings is to have one of them on the bench and look, that's not going to be Coutinho anytime soon so it's got to be either Brendia, Watkins or Ings and it's a shame because I'd say they are our top four influential attacking players so to have one of them on the bench isn't ideal. It would be nice if we could find a structure to play around them but I wouldn't know how to do it and that's why I'm not paid the big bucks. 
I often say if Aslot knew anything about football, we wouldn't be sat here talking to each other. We'd be doing our best to get Barnet promoted from the conference or um, or any local team. Nick, what did you think about the game? Because you're looking like you've... Uh, where's your beard gone? It's gone. Did you sell it? Yeah, I sold it for spare parts. Look at this one. This is so... I had, a, had, my, had left over McDonald's last night, to, tonight, and as I'm eating it, it's going in my fucking mouth and I'm pulling hairs. I went, it's coming off. I've had enough. I'm not putting up. I shouldn't have to put up with it, Nick. No one needs hairs in their mouth when they're eating McDonald's, do they? Plus, I put my um, coat on for work, and I all got caught in the zip, and all ripped, and I, and I thought, no, that's coming off. I had enough of that. <laughs> no, I've not left the house since the 26th of November. <laughs> well, Nick, go out then. I'll come and get you. I'm off this week. I'll come up and pick you up, take you wherever you want to go. You want to come over, Nicky boy? You feel free to come over. Don't tell <clears> me. I <throat> didn't know your address. You know that. <laughs> You don't. Oh, we got a raider. <laughs> My daughter comes in and, and in fact, um, Seb, there's this bit. It's 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 podcasting legend. My daughter didn't know that we were live and she shouted from the toilet, I'm having a poo. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, we used to do edits and um, have them all of this Christmas special, but that's back in the days when I could be bothered. Um, Nick, what did you think about the game? Because I was, um, somebody put it in the chat here. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, oh here we go Rudy put Villa game it was easier than I thought I honestly thought we'd maybe get a draw out of that because they are a really good team full of really good players and they're going places with Gerard, aren't they yeah that seemed like a game a few years ago we probably would have definitely drew maybe lost because like I say Villa tried it on like a lot of club, you know other clubs had tried to make it a bit of a scrappy sort of game and we just somehow seemed to match them and out What's the word? Outbasted their bastard tactics. <laughs> it, which before we normally just, you know, roll around on the floor and cry and wave at the ref. And Giroud is doing that thing with his fingers and the ref just laughs at us and we normally end up losing. But that's, that's good that we can actually mix up a lot more with these sort of tactics when, when it gets like that. It is indeed. BX wants to know if there's any of that merch left. I haven't made it yet. I'm only gonna. There's only. I'm only gonna do these t-shirts, and they're gonna look good. But there's a woman who lives in. Uh, where is it? No, um, not Waterboys. A little bit further north. Nope, can't remember. About 15 minutes from here, and uh, lots of latecomers. Uh, Jimmy is here. Mr. Boblex is there. Bobby Checkerboarder. Screen Boy is here. Oh yes, all these people. There's 30 people watching. Haven't you people got anything better to do with your time than listen to us talk nonsense? Apart from Seb and, and possibly James, um, they won't. They won't. Can't guarantee they'll be talking nonsense. Um, yes. So uh, what else do I want to talk about the game? Um, there was something else I wanted to bring up. Yeah, continue looking at the um, the Opta stats for the game. Coutinho only got a 6.5. Seb, are you able to put your finger on why Coutinho is a star man on match of the day? sometimes and setting up goals and scoring because he's a record considering he's only been in that team for a little while is really good and what happened today was, was he told to not do his magic because i think there was only i think he the only decent bit of play that i remember him having is when we had a free you had a free kick and i think that might have been about the only time that he was um any kind of danger towards us and for so also how much are you paying him a week do you know um he, he cut his wages significantly i think it's about 150 Maybe, maybe 200, 150, I think. And how much oh, is the okay. next highest? <laughs> how does he go? How's, how much is the next highest player at Villa earning? Um, I think Danny Ings is probably next on 100. Don't quote me on that, though. Oh, 
fuck me. I bet he's popular <laughs> in the dressing room, isn't he? Mm. <laughs> yeah, so what do you think? How? Why don't you think Coutinho is utilised properly? And what does Gerard? I'm not going to call him Gerard. Uh, what, do, what do you think he has to do to get the best out of him? Because personally, if I was manager, I'd say, you, Coutinho, go and do whatever the fuck you want. Everyone give him the ball every opportunity. I mean, that's what we did with Grealish for many years. And, and look how look how we fared when he left. I, I Honestly, I don't want to put it down completely to the system. But ever since we've played two camps, he's, he's, he's been piss poor. He's been non-existent in the game. We lost 1-0 against Newcastle. We lost 1-0 against you playing two camps. Emi Buendia and Coutinho just don't seem to be able to play together at the same time. Um, however... I do think Arsenal just just man marked him completely out of the game. So, you know, you seem to have a man on him at all times. You didn't really let him get into his flow. And the thing with Coutinho is once he has the ball at his feet, if you let him run at you and if you let him create things, and he will create things because he's that sort of player. But if you don't give him give him the time and space and you don't allow him to get his head up, pick a pass and move it forward, then obviously he's gonna be quieter. So you know, I'm, I've come on and I'm praising Arsenal a lot more than I thought I was, but I genuinely just think you handled him to the best degree possible. James, there was talk of us go, possibly going for Coutinho. He probably would have played in the Erdegaard role for us. Do you think, uh, who would you rather have, Erdegaard or Coutinho? Because at the time, I didn't want to touch Coutinho. I thought, big money player, he's going to come here, go full Ozil and do fuck all. But I've been really surprised at how influential he's been at Villa. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, for me, <laughs> for for however good Coutinho is, um, Odegaard, a hundred percent. Just just purely based on the age of the guy, uh, you're going to get more. You're going to get more out of him. Um, if you took Coutinho on, you're not really going to resell him ever again. With Odegaard, that looks like that's a guy whose rate is going to go even higher. I mean, um, when you think about it, we bought Odegaard for less money than what Villa actually paid for Buendia, even though we were in for Buendia. You know, Aston Villa took Buendia sort of from Arsenal at the time. And, um, yeah, Seb smashes it completely there in where he says about the space and the time. Um, Coutinho is a master manipulator of space, as is Buendia. However, when they're both trying to do that in the same sort of area and, and everything else, that's that doesn't lead to that team clicking and doing what they need to do. I mean... Um, I was quite worried, especially after that Liverpool defeat. I thought, oh God, they're going to be up. You know, they're going to be up for this. Um, and I was thinking it would be a narrow two-one or a, a, a one-all draw. So to get the win, I was very, very happy. Uh, I know you're not allowed to do that again. I don't want to jump the gun because you're probably going to touch on that earlier. Uh, you know, you can't be happy if you win football games anymore. So I'll just leave it there. <laughs> How about you, Nick? What did you think about the um, the possibility of uh, Coutinho coming to Arsenal? Do you think he could have done a job rather than than Erdegaard? Because uh, he's definitely shown that he's he's doing so such good stuff when he's allowed to at Villa when he's played properly. Probably not. I mean, that's all ifs and buts now, isn't it? But I always thought you know we'd had a lot of injuries the last few years, even his last couple of years at Liverpool, and I think. Like you said, you know, um, he is probably a very, you know, what you call a luxury player. If you've got people in the midfield to give him time and space on the ball, you know, he is ruthless and he is a good player for that. But that's one of the reasons I think Klopp and then obviously Barcelona wanted rid of him is because they can't afford to have that type of luxury in the midfield. They'd rather have people 
especially at Liverpool, you know, just run around like men possess, run himself into the ground. And he's just not that type of player. And that's not his fault. And I think he's one of the last sort of dying breeds, you know, like the old, you know, the, um, say old fashioned, not that old, you know, those number tens, you know, like him, Fabregas, Ozil and people mm-hmm. like that, who, like I said, they play number 10 sort of behind the striker and have the whole team set up for them. And I don't think there's anyone else who plays with one of those anymore. I can't think of any teams that play with, you know, one of those type of number 10s anymore. I mean, like I say, Erdegaard, he is does sort of play number 10, but he, he comes into midfield, he runs around, you know, he's more of an old-fashioned type of midfield rather than an older, older-fashioned type of midfield, you know. But. Got this from uh, H, a mate of mine, Corinthians fan. Actually, a Brazilian. He's he's come over to England. He's been uh, he's the least looking Brazilian person you've ever seen. He's as pale as I am, but he's been over. He's been going. Uh, I think he went to a couple of games. Are you back home in Brazil yet, H? Do let us know. He doesn't want Coutinho. Um, Sky makes a point here. Um, Seb, I nearly called you Josh then. It's taken me eight years to get Josh's name right. We don't need mercenaries at Arsenal. We need players who want to be here and who wants to be part of the bigger bigger project. Do you think Coutinho is going to stay next season? And if so, do you think Buendia might be allowed to go out? Because Buendia is a big signing. A lot, I think Arsenal were looking in for him and you can't have two players. like We couldn't have another player alongside uh, as good as Erdegaard because you need to have one brilliant player in the middle. And for me, for you, that's going to be... Coutinho, do you think he's going to stay? Well, Buendia is our record signing, so so to put him down as a big signing, you know, he is our most exci- expensive signing in our history so far. Um, so to let him go after a year would be, you know, massively disappointing for him to be Championship Player of the Season, wanted by Arsenal. You know, when we when we managed to get him ahead of you, it was like right. This this could be the start of something here, you know. Players are looking into the project and and believing in it and want to be here. Do I think we can keep Coutinho? Gerard said it himself when Coutinho first came in that it doesn't matter where he's playing, but Coutinho will only be Philip Coutinho if he's playing with a smile on his face and if he feels loved and wanted. And he didn't get that at Barca because he wasn't the key man; he was just another man in Barcelona's project at the time, you know. Coutinho needs to be the main player in a team and he loves to have the eyes on him and all the attention and he loves to feel loved. But when you're playing under a Barcelona that has a Lionel Messi in the team, you're not going to get that same attention that you you are after that he would have got at Liverpool and would have got so used to. So to have him back and be the main man in a team, I think that works in our favour. I think it solely lies down to what other teams come in for him. I know we have a clause, but I don't know whether that stops any team from buying him or whether that is just the price that Barcelona want for him, regardless of who he goes to. And the final decision would be, would of course be wages. I think he'd like to play under Gerard. You mean, I mean, I hope he'd like to play under Gerard. That connection that they have is, is quite special and it looks special from a fan looking in. Um, if he can reduce his wages, you know, we don't want to be blowing our, our whole wage budget on him because, like I said, we have a project, we have something that we're working towards and no player is going to be big enough to come in and completely move that project to a side. So we have to be conservative. We have to be realistic in terms of if he demands too many wages. I know he's already reduced it for our loan at the moment, but if he comes in wanting more in the summer, then 
we're going to have to look elsewhere. But I, I would be desperate to keep him, yeah. Mm, but do you think that would be the expense of Wendia that you'd have to sell him on? No, I don't, because I believe if we... they can't together? No, they can't yet, but I was saying... greedy. This isn't FIFA. You can't have both. <laughs> I was saying that Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins couldn't play together two months ago, and suddenly Gerard's come in and he's got them firing and he's got them playing in a system. So maybe he could do that in the summer with Brendier and Coutinho, and if he can't, then I think squad rotation is a is a massive factor. Squad depth to be pushing on for where Villa want to be next season, squad depth is vital. So it would be nice to have both of them around. Whether Brendan would be happy with that, I'm not so sure. Yeah, um, I, I think he'll maybe move somewhere else because uh, he's going to want a lot of money. He's greedy. I mean, he's, he's probably on 400 grand a week at, at, at Barcelona. But there again, they might do what we have to do and constantly subsidise the wages of players that we no longer want that a previous manager got in. And he's, he was the shiny tool in the box, but he's um, didn't he go on loan to Bayern Munich and win back-to-back down Bundesliga titles? Fucking hell, the boy's won, a, won, a champion, he, won a Champions League scored against Barcelona as well. Yeah, exactly. Did he? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And it reminds me of uh, James Rodriguez, that player, magnificent player, just go end up going from club to club, and now he's kicking his heels over in um, somewhere in the, in the Middle East, earning an absolute fortune, doing bugger all. Well, he's um, still on Everton's books. And did they sell him or did they loan him out? They sold him. They only got five or six million pounds for him. Did Ridiculous. they? Yeah, for a player that I think Real Madrid probably played about 70 or 80 million because he had that magnificent mm. World Cup in, was it 14 or 16? It was, it was one goal that he scored, wasn't it? I can't remember who it was against, but it was the outside of the box volley that, that did it probably. He was a top goal scorer at the World Cup that time, I think he was. Stat padded it. Stat padded it in the early <laughs> rounds. He went full Eddie and Eddie Nketiah. Um, how do you see, uh, Seb, how do you see Arsenal season going, looking at the, has your opinion of Arsenal's, um, how they're going to get on this season, changed after you've seen us play? How, what do you think we were going to do? Because I know we talked about this on your show. And uh, I was, I said, I think we're going to go places. But I said also, I think Villa were going to do well. And I didn't realise how many points you were away from the top seven. But hopefully, if you're going to beat Wolves and beat Spurs, then uh, then you'll be right up there again. But yeah, compare how you thought Arsenal were going to do, and did you change your opinion once you saw us play? I changed my opinion once you absolutely battered us at the Emirates last last year in the in the first game of the season that we played. Um, you know, probably our two worst games of the season have both come against Arsenal. So maybe what I was saying earlier about it being down to Arsenal nullifying our threats and not just Villa looking shit on the day, that that might be a good reason. Yeah, look, at the start of the season, I, you know, you got pummeled by Man City, didn't you? I think you lost your first three games and you were bottom of the season, at bottom of the table. That's, that didn't happen. <laughs> I really, right, they okay. don't count. They were COVID games. <laughs> Um, I think a lot of people saw that and thought, oh, you know, this could be this could be another tricky season for Arsenal. I think I mentioned that we were going to Arsenal fans were believing on Twitter we were going to go down. That's how <laughs> some of these fucking morons are. Carry on. But um, yeah, look, I think in recent years you'd struggled, and I think a lot of people believed that it would be another another season of that. I think there were lots of things in the summer after Buendia chose to come to us over you. There was lots of our Arsenal losing their shine almost but look the way Arteta's turned it round and the way he's got you playing you know you look so good on the ball the ball and 
you know, there's an element of pep there without bigging, without bigging him up too much. You can clearly see a style and identity of Arsenal, a bit like Xavi at Barcelona. He's come in, he knows what he wants to do and he has a clear vision. And if anyone doesn't buy into that, then, you know, see you later. And that's exactly what Arsenal needed as a manager. So look, you're heading in the right direction. That is nice to hear. Um, anyone got any questions for Seb? Science. I didn't say <laughs> what you two, not in the Villa. chat. Did you lose a bet? Eh? Hey? Why'd you support Aston Villa? Did you lose a bet? <laughs> oh, it's always interesting to know why people do support their, their teams. I support Arsenal because my mum bought me an Arsenal kit when I was six. Luckily, it turned out all right. I mean, it's not as an exciting story, but I used to live in Aston, so that's probably a big giveaway. Uh, and do you get annoyed when people say um, Aston Villa or Birmingham side, or is it just Wolves fans that get annoyed at that? I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of Birmingham City fans that uh, say we're not as big as them because we don't we don't have the name of the city. But um, you know, at least our at least our ground hasn't got a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We we all um, hate Birmingham because of that 2010 League Cup final. Good and, and Cal Friday. That's nice. That's a lot like Highbury. It's got the same sort of yes. old-fashioned club feel. Even around, it's all like hemmed in by houses and stuff like that. That's we're getting our ground renovated soon, and I'm just I'm praying that it's not one where they fill in the corners. I ju- I do not want the corners filled in. I think having four separate stands is very unique and it's quite rare, rare nowadays so as long as they don't fill in the corners I don't mind oh here we go we've got a question from Mark for you Seb Seb what Villa players would get into the current Arsenal team oh great question no don't don't big him up say actually <laughs> um I look I look across the defense and Last season, Martinez hundred percent, but the way Ramsdale's come in and he's made that position his own, I think, I think that's a bit more of a debate. I think Martinez hasn't had the best year this year, so Ramsdale can keep that spot. Tierney, I'd say, is above Dinya at this point, and then I, I know you lot don't rate Ming, so I wouldn't dare put him in the Arsenal team. Um, Esri Concer, I think. Have you got Ben White and is Gabriel your other starting centre back? Yeah. Yeah. Whether it was between Gabriel and Esri Concer, I don't know whether I'm being biased, but I'd probably go with Concer for that one. I think Ben White is quite a big powerhouse of a centre-back. He likes to go and attack things, whereas Concer would be able to play well with him as he drops back. He likes to cut stuff out. I think those two would work really well together. The new the new right-back, Tomiyasu, um, I think he's probably a, a step above Matty Cash at the moment. Um into the midfield again I don't really see any of our midfielders getting in there whether you counted Coutinho as a midfielder would he get in like you said he'd be he'd be fighting for the position with Odegaard and you know he's had a he's had a brilliant season for you lot I I don't think there's many players you asked me that question last season and I give a completely different answer but I can think of three three yeah I Douglas Louise would walk into our side next to Thomas Party, especially if you're especially if you're going to sell Jacker. He'd walk into our side. I do like um, you. He's, a, he's an angry man, isn't he? Ollie Watkins would walk into our team, and even now, people 
I'm probably going to get flamed for it and I don't really care anyway, but let's go. I think Danny Ings would walk into it because our striker can't score. You know Danny Ings. <laughs> have a striker. You know, you, you know Danny Ings can put the... If, if I was going to bring Danny Ings off the bench like you did instead of Nketi, I'd be all for it because you know Danny Ings in the box might You're actually... You're going to take Danny Ings over Eddie Nketi, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say one of those things. I mean, personally, I would even... I, I quite like John McGinn. I think John McGinn fits that bastard role. He's a proper I bastard. I love him. I, I, I think I, I really think he'd be someone that if he come into our squad, people would go, oh, why have we bought him? And then within a couple of weeks when he crunched someone, and if we had a North London derby and he crunched somebody, everyone would be like, oh, that's why we bought him. <laughs> love John McGinn. Reminds me of the um, Mickey Flanagan sketch where he goes, all oh, women love a bastard. Yeah. All football players, all football fans love a bastard as long as he's your bastard. Yeah. And uh, we've used that word yeah. quite a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we had another question for you here. Oh, here we go. This, this Phil is our, he's, he's, uh, he's a cheeky monkey at times. Seb, he says, is Seb old enough to remember Dwight York and Paul Merson playing at Villa? I wish I was. I wish I was. I've heard so much about it. But no, not the last. The <laughs> the first season I got my season ticket was two thousand and thirteen fourteen. My first game was a four nil defeat to Tottenham. My second game was a three nil defeat to Wigan Athletic. And then I think was it the season after that or two seasons after that we got relegated. So <laughs> I don't have the best of luck down at down at Villa Park. How you got relegated in the, There's actually. Um... I was thinking the double, as we all know, is the Premier League title and the FA Cup. The anti-double of maybe the first person ever in the human history to bring this up is losing an FA Cup final and getting relegated. And uh, you've done that. And Middlesbrough did that. That's uh, I can't think Thanks. of many teams. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a very, yeah, I've got that. And I was watching it back um, a it while ago. It's in the FA Cup final as well. Brilliant. Okay. Great. You beat us in the FA Cup final as well. 4-0 that day. Yeah, I know. Wonderful. <laughs> a young Jack Grealish played there. Played. Yeah. I think he came on as a sub. Mm. Didn't he all come back? Because he's not exactly um, he's pulling up trees. I don't, oh, fuck knows what that means. He's not doing well at Man City. He's not being utilised as he should be at, at Man City. Would you have him back? I think any fan that says no would probably be lying to you. The, the way that he left in the summer wasn't ideal. Um, the fact that a lot of had been made behind the scenes of the project that Villa were going on and the direction that we wanted to go. And we wanted Jack to be the main part of that. He signed a contract. I think it was eight months before that he left that where he stated that Aston Villa was his club, his home, his city, and that he believed in the project. He signed a new five-year deal and that he wanted to be the main part of that. He wanted to be the driving force. And at the time it was, it was dreamland. We had an Aston Villa fan as captain an Aston Villa fan as manager in the championship. We had an Aston Villa fan making our kits and it was like, you know, this, this is what it feels because they are living every fan's dream at the moment. And then when Jack Grealish left, it was like, all oh, that, that dream has almost become, you know, we wished that it would become reality and that Jack would be able to take us from the championship, from almost being liquidised in the championship to taking us up that same season in the championship to then keeping us up the year after that. We thought the next step from that would be would be Europe. So for him to then leave after claiming that he wanted to be 
such a main part of this project hurt but of course I'd have him back if we could get him back to the form that he was in at Villa then you know he's he's one of the most exciting players in Europe on his day did that upset you said when he left did you like get a sort of not so emotional and cry but did you like (laughs) because I remember you know years ago when players used to leave and I used to get like when I see Omri like oh he's left for Barcelona and Van Persie made me vomit when he signed for United. But now I think I think I'm probably the same as Danny and James. We're a lot older. I say a lot older, fair bit older. And now when we signed a player, like when we signed a Bamiyang, I was like, we've signed him. I'm like, brilliant. You're gonna turn on us, aren't you, mate? This this was in like five minutes. I know they're just gonna turn. So now it's like players come and go and we I don't think there is anything as like, you know, a lifelong club player and they're gonna stay for their whole career. I think if you get them for more than three or four years, you're doing well. Do you know yeah. there, Seb, that none of us were smiling or laughing when you <laughs> your best player going, I personally, my, I was having heart palpitations, um, I was feeling quite sick, because that's happened to us over and over and over again. And we just hope that this time our, uh, our, our beautiful young men stay forever, but we don't want to talk about that, do we, James? No, that, that longevity player died for me the day I saw Raul leave Real Madrid for Schalke. I was just like, what? A, I, I know Jose, when he goes into somewhere, I've got to make myself, you know, he always, a bit like um, Pep done it, didn't he? When he went into Barcelona, got rid of Ibrahimovic straight. I've got to get rid of someone who's deemed bigger than me just to prove that I'm, you know, I'm the man in it. And yeah, just seeing Raul not in a Real Madrid kit, I was like, this is insane. Like, this is absolutely... And, and the goalkeeper. Who yeah, was that? The yeah, one he went to yeah, he went, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Just couldn't believe it at the time. So no, I'm 100% with what you said, Nick, there won't be these one club men very rare. I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to say Mark Noble's probably the last of all of them because there, there will be some, but I'm talking about like a proper that everyone really, you know, bigged up and he's actually pulled his club through and stuff like that. Um, I think Grealish, you know, probably did, did a thing with him where he was like, look, I've kept you up. Come on. Look, I, I can't keep turning this money down. You know, I've done, I've done you what, you needed me to do per se. And it's like, can I go and have a punt here and everything else? And I mean, um, looking at it, City have spent the wrong money. They should have spent the money that they spent on Grealish on, on the Kane or the Haaland because it's not not gone right for them. They'll probably still win <laughs> one or two trophies before the end of the year, but you know what I mean. Have you heard of an Aston Villa player called Charlie Aitken? He's, he's the record appearance holder with 657 games. I bought my first Mercedes off of him. <laughs> and he even wrote me a little note to say, this is my car, and I only ever used it on match days to go watch the villa. <laughs> oh, pardon me, and then I scrapped it. It's got a big fucking <laughs> hole behind the headlights, so I scrapped it for more money for it in, in, in Britain. I've still got some of the... I got rid of that in 2006. I've still got some of the parts in the shed. They're slightly worth more money. Uh, if, do you want to stay with us a little bit longer? Some more questions, Seb? Yeah, sure. Uh, Mr. Bob Lex, this will be a sensible question. Do you think Matty Cash will be at Aston Villa next season as he's been linked with Atletico Madrid? I'd like to think I'd like to think so, but he was he was under quite a lot of criticism early on in the season because I think he had gone something like a year without producing a goal or an assist for for Villa and then, you know, everyone starts criticizing him and he scored something like three goals and two assists in since converting to Polish, you know, that famous Matty Cash Polish name. Um, 
you know, since converting to Polish, he's he seems to be a completely different player. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by converts to Polish. He he represents the Polish national team now. With a name like Matthew Cash. Exactly. Fuck off. How does that work out? <laughs> you, you got the guy at Blackburn that's just added Diaz at the end of his name. Well, that, the, the, um, the, the Diaz one, that's because that's his mum's maiden name. And yeah. uh, he found on, found out on Champion Football Manager that he um, he could play for Chile. And he went, fuck me, I can play for Chile. And so now he does. He plays for Sanchez. How do you feel this answering your question, Seb? Because I talked all over you. Um, if the right money comes in, then I wouldn't mind seeing him go. I, there was there was forty fifty million being being banded around, and if that comes in, then I'm not going to turn it down. We signed him for what fifteen two years ago, so to make that kind of money back off a player, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too disheartened if he left for that sort of money. I honestly never knew that he played. I know there's some odd ones for players playing for countries you never would have thought of, but there's a, probably a grandparent or something like that. Uh, Mr. Boblek says you can buy a Grealish back for 20 million. <laughs> then you wouldn't have to buy it. You wouldn't have to have Coutinho, would you? Um, no, I don't need that. Could you imagine uh, Coutinho and Grealish in the same team, though? How would that work? Uh, it would remind me of the Spurs team under Ozzy Ardiles where he had one defender and everyone else was attacking. <laughs> Buendia, Coutinho, Grealish, Ings, Watkins. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's any more. Um, oh, here we go from Phil. Sensible question. He's only one of the night. Have Villa wasted the Grealish money the same way the Spurs wasted the Bale money? No. No, I wouldn't say we have. I think we bought three players, Bailey, Buendia and Ings. I'm a massive Ings fan, personally. I I think he's a complete level above Watkins. Um if one of them was to go in the summer, I'd rather that be Watkins and keepings on at the club. I really like how he operates. I think that he is a proven Premier League goal scorer and to have that in your team is quite rare. Um, yeah, I'm a massive Ings fan. And when he's come on and we've played to his strengths, he's typically scored for us. But the problem is at the moment is his lack of service. So I'm a really big Ings fan. Buendia, again, before Coutinho came in, was probably our best player this season. You know, his his creative link-up play, the way he runs with the ball, he creates stuff. He was just adapting to the team and he had three or four games where it was like, yeah, this is a Buendia that we bought in the summer. Then Coutinho came in and that's sort of gone backwards and we need to find a way to integrate him back into this team. And Bailey, Bailey's a really weird one. I think he he came on for his debut against Chelsea. He looked really exciting. And then the first home game I remember him him playing, he came off the bench. Uh, His first touch was a corner in which he scored from. I think it went down as a Dinuron goal, which is quite funny because he's playing for us now. Um, He came on, he scored from the corner. Then five minutes later, Ings produced a brilliant crossfield ball. He ran down the line. He blasted it into the back of the net. And we were like... Wow, Bailey is our Grealish replacement. Like here we go. This is this is it. What an exciting player. And it turned out that he blasted the ball so hard into the back of the net that he did his hamstring in due course, came off and we didn't see him for the next six to eight weeks. And and ever since then he's been slowly getting his way back up to speed and getting some minutes here or there on the pitch. But again, Bailey's another one. If Coutinho's on the pitch and if Wendy is on the pitch, then where do you fit Bailey in? They can't they can't all play the same because Gerard's playing a system without wingers at the moment and Bailey is known for his pace down the wing. So 
there's been some talk of trying him up front. There's been some talk of trying him in the number 10, but you're not going to sacrifice Coutinho again. So I wouldn't say we've wasted it, but it's it's certainly taken a long time for these players to get up to speed and how we want to play. We were never going to replace Grealish. The the impact he had on our club was was monumental and there was never ever going to be any player that came in and hit the ground running and he, he won over the fans as quickly as Grealish did. So for the money we spent and for the players we brought in, I'm hopeful for the future that it can still turn out right. Oh, one final question from you for you from uh, how do you say that? Skiggy Spray. Oh, I have no idea. Been following our Twitch channel since 2018, Nick. Isn't that one as long as me? Jesus. Um, final question Is your favorite ex player, Aston Villa player, Bobby Perez? Do you remember him playing? I don't, but I've heard a lot about him and I've I've talked obviously to people and Villa fans about his time at the club and a lot of people were saying that he almost came at the wrong time, that he was he was past it at the time, I think I remember him him mentioning. Pe- I don't think Perez got long at Villa and I think it was one of those where everyone was living off what he'd done at Arsenal and, you know, how, how great he could be. But I seem to remember, you know, I could be completely wrong here and Villa fans will correct me on that if there's any listening, but I seem to remember he never really lived up to the heights that were, that were built of him at Villa. I think he was like 35, 36 at the time. Yeah. Um, Gerard Houllier signed him like to a year. And I think, Gerard Hudo, I think he either got sacked or got ill and left pretty quickly. Yeah, he and got ill. New, and then the new guy who came in just didn't fancy him, so he hardly played him. It's just well, it's a bit like he came to Villa, really. You know, we had the same with John Terry, and everyone's thinking we've signed the best English defender to ever live, or one of. And you know, we were in the Championship at that time, and I think his debut, I think his debut, we lost three nil. I think it was, was it to Wigan or was it? Did we lose to Rotherham? It was one of the two, and it was it was like ah, oh, that's that's brought us down back down to earth quite quickly. And then he did his metatarsal three weeks later and was out for six weeks. So couldn't happen to a nicer c word. <laughs> I used the c word on the Sunday roast about five times on Sunday. I used it so much, Nick, that our our YouTube channel got um, that for that show got limited ads. It got yellow marked, <laughs> so it made about eight p. Is John Terry still at Villa on the coaching staff? Is he still there when? He left in the summer. He left in the summer. He's at he's at Chelsea now. Oh, good. Best place for him. He's too busy doing shitty NFTs, vlogging (laughs) and then taking all the money. (coughs) Fucking arsehole. Uh, Right. Anyone? Have you two got any questions for Seb before we let him go? I'm really sorry. I've got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What are you hoping to get out of supporting Aston Villa for the rest of your life? Fucking hell, Nick! <laughs> no, I'm just as he's got to have expectations. What would he like? You know, is he hoping for? They a could cup? have asked us that about three or four years ago, and they'd have had a good point. <sighs> and we were shit eighth two seasons in a row. Fuck me! <laughs> I've never, I've never seen us win a domestic trophy. Um, but I think. I don't want to sound arrogant here, but I think Aston Villa is too big of a club to be going, if we could win a FA Cup or, you know, League Cup it before I die, then then I'd die happy. Um maybe a, I was gonna say a European trophy. Obviously we probably won't win the Champions League. Europa League? 
Publix says that his cousin, Neil Taylor, played for Villa. What player? What player? At Middlesbrough now? Great left-back. Was never, was never really rated by Villa. Villa never seemed to rate their left-backs. Ever. But I love Neil Taylor. What a man. Who is your favourite all-time Villa player? That's your last question on the oh, uh, on the on the Dwight York Wonderland podcast. <laughs> Why have I picked that? He's the biggest prick you've ever had playing for you. I'm changing it to Tony Daly. <laughs> Daly. Do you remember how Sir Alex Ferguson sold him to Villa in that video? Like when they were playing, at, um, it was before the game, and they, he was walking past. They were playing Villa, and Ferguson just grabbed him. He's go on, take him, take him. And he tried to shove him into the. Um, Villa dressing room, and then he sold, then he signed for him like a week later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd say I'd say Benteke, favorite player. Fat Benteke, he was so good for us. He I mean, honestly, I we've been doing ABW since the summer of two thousand and thirteen, and for about two years, that's all we went on about. We've got to get Benteke. We've got to sign him. He's a hell of a fucking player. Went to Liverpool, shit the bed. Went to. Crystal Palace, and he's the only player at Crystal Palace that scores against us. We, we actually had a joke for that we do a preview show a couple of years ago, and we were joking that oh, he hasn't scored all season or something. He scored one in thirty. He's he's probably going to score against us, and he did it in back to back fucking games against. I don't suppose us. you remember, do you? I think it was twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen, opening day of the season. Villa had that awful uh, white and claret checkered away shirt. Three one, yeah, three one at the Emirates. Scored a double. Yeah, I remember that. Your debut on this podcast. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so thank you very much for being on it. Uh, uh, James and Nick, how long do you reckon it'll be before Seb gets his own show on Radio 5? And do you think he'll ever remember being on here (laughs) with us swearing at him and and asking why he supports Villa? At 17 years old, isn't he magnificent? Stop your boost my ego, man. He's no young lad. He's a good talker. He'll be going places soon. Shame's not an Arsenal fan. We'd have you come and join the podcast. <laughs> you could be right. I could, be, I could go off into retirement. Anyway. Considering uh, other rival fans a week that we've had going on about us, um, I'm not, not, not that Villa are really a rival anyway, but, you know, like oh, fans that support other clubs. No, you've been exemplary, so thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I'll tell him that he's liked by Villa. I'll tell him. Oh, yeah. Um, he's Neil Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, if you want a Middlesbrough signed shirt, he'll sort one out for you. Apparently, <laughs> I've got no idea. Uh, tell people where they can find you on Twitter and and a little bit about your podcast. Uh, Twitter, if you you can follow the podcast, like you mentioned, at seven five hundred seven five zero zero two Holt H O L T E, and I'm Sebastian Bacon eight on Twitter. Um, I mainly talk about Villa, so I wouldn't I wouldn't bother if I were you, unless unless you just want to get your follower count up. Um, yeah, nothing exciting over there. But if, if when, when Arsenal play Villa next season, come over, listen to the podcast and, and let us know what you think. I'll try and get you on the, uh, the, the away game at Arsenal. We'll try and get you on the post-game show, which usually goes live 10 minutes after the game. But I know you won't be able to do the, the Villa-Arsenal one because you'll be out of the game. So, Sounds good. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. I had, I had no fun. Worries. That was a good three-quarters match. Did they cut it down much? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. There was no need to. And I didn't swear once. <laughs> Unfucking believable. <laughs> right, Seb, you've been brilliant. Thank you very much. Good luck with the rest of the season, and especially yep. good luck against Spurs in two weeks' time. <laughs> Cheers. We'll be... And Wolves. What? Speak Wolves as well. Fuck Wolves. 
reckon you can beat both of those teams? That's the final no. question for you. <laughs> no. no. If we if we play our two strikers in Ings and Watkins, then maybe, but not if we play our two number 10s. How about that? That's not quite good enough. Uh, if you are there, uh, are they uh, the uh, the games are you are away? Oh, you're at home to Spurs. If you could call Harry Kane a cunt for us as often as possible and not get thrown <laughs> out, we'd myself to the post. How about that? If you video, yeah, if you video yourself being horrible to the Spurs players, I'll retweet it from the podcast account. <laughs> people will love you forever. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we will see you again next time we play you. Yes, thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. Just uh, click the red button because I, I don't ever... He's done it already. Didn't fuck about, did he? He couldn't get, no. couldn't get out of here soon <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, now he's what? gone. Let's talk about what we really think of Villa. <laughs> I like Villa a lot. I would, I've always had, like you were saying, Nick, their ground is like hybrid. I've always seen us and they've got a, a glorious history. They won the uh, the European Cup before it became the Champions League. They've won the league. They've won the titles. They've won League Cup. They've won everything. And they are... A, they're like um, Sheffield Wednesday and uh, Newcastle and what other ones would there be? Uh, teams up that uh, that are up north-ish that are huge, but they just need the right people to come in and have the, the right owners and the right guidance and the right manager. Uh, and then they're going to be huge. And I, I reckon next season, Villa, if they keep Coutinho and Brendia and get a couple of other signings and keep the, those two up top, I think they could push for a Europa League or Europa Conference League position. Teams You're like not Villa in. and that sort of level side, you know, a good, solid foundation and defence and things like that. If they actually got into Europa League, they could actually do really well. They got, I mean, yep. even teams like, remember when like Fulham, did they, they got to the final, didn't they? They did, they, yeah. You know, teams like that, because they're sort of, dark horses and underdogs and not people not many people know just how good they are especially in europe and they like un, you know think of them as pushovers because they think oh they finished 10th in the league look like in the premiership and i was like well most teams that finish 10th in the premiership finish first in the league you know in um france and like top two or three in la liga mm. um bob Lex, did, did, did this well, their podcast let me know if you if you liked. Was it the one I was on, Bob Lex? And what did you think of it, James? Yeah, no, I was going to say that they're, they're, they're tw- well, they're twelve points off top seven, so they're probably not going to make that up. If if I'm being brutally honest, but mm. if you know they've got Gerard in now, they're probably going to sell one or two of their players. You know, Watkins is being linked with Arsenal, Lily Ever, but I think every striker in the world is at the moment because, like you Have said, you've gone off Watkins got a little bit. Did, I don't rate um, him as much as I did. I think. I personally don't see him as the answer, but I think we need to buy two strikers and maybe he could be the one that's on the bench because Mikel Arteta loves those uh, versatile, you know, like type of dual role players and he can Mm. play either down the middle or on the right or on the left. So he'll go, oh, you know, I'm not just buying him as a striker. I've got him potentially there as a winger as well. So I could see that he might be one that happens just for that. Um, but yeah, if they if they if they reinvest the money that they're you know they've got there, I mean they could make those twelve points up. And if they do, if they've got even Europa League, they, I, Coutinho definitely must have some kind of clause there that he's like, look, if I get you into some kind of European football, you pay me and everything else. If he's the guy to do it, they end up falling in love with him even more than they have now. If they can keep him in there, sort of strengthen it and tidy it up, like Nick's been saying. I, I wouldn't put it past them to have a run in the Europa, a bit like West Ham they have now. Because West West Ham, the thing that's, you know, they've, they haven't really got the squad depth, but the squad that they've got, uh, they're really organised. 
So if Gerard could get them organised, like West Ham are now, they'll shock people and they'll probably go quite far in it, to be fair. I didn't realise that he's 25. He's, he was 25 last December, so he's getting on a little bit. And he played in League Two for four seasons with uh, Exeter. And then Brentford in the Championship, and he had that magnificent mm-hmm. season, 25 in 46. Last season, 14 in 37 in the Premier League for Villa. And this season, 7 in 26. But I think he has had a couple of injuries. But one goal in five games for England, scored against San Marino. Again, everyone, dickhead, scored five mm-hmm. against San Marino, didn't he? But I think he's yeah. definitely a, a decent player. And he's an Arsenal fan as well, isn't he? Yes, he is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had one of the notes I was going to make, what well, I, I did make was about the celebrations. Um, what's this one say? Oh, look, Thunder Road's been nice to you. He's never nice to anybody. He, he obviously likes <laughs> I'll take it. it. Yeah, take it, because I don't have that framed. Um, Nick, what do you think about the celebrations things? Because I was going to bring that up with, um, with Seb, but I forgot, and then someone mentioned it in the chat. It's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, how about celebrating winning a game of football? That's shocking. <laughs> I mean, I, that's just because we had that a few weeks ago with the Wolves player and stuff. That is just such sour grapes and just crap from the you know these sort of people coming out and saying stuff like that. It's just I don't know what they're on about. I mean, they all sort of gave Leno a bit of a hug and a kiss as well at full time because I mean they all like Leno and it's it's he, he reminds me a bit of. Um, uh, oh, Lukic when he was uh, and then he got replaced with Seam and no one really wanted him replaced because we didn't think he was a bad goalkeeper. When, when that's why when Ramsdale came in, we were all a bit shocked for us to spend that much money on a goalkeeper that we thought was going to be, you know, backup. But yeah, I mean, I can't see what the problem is. I mean, I see every day, every game, um, Liverpool win. You know, Jurgen Klopp comes onto the pitch and he's given it all that with all the supporters <laughs> and they're all going mad. And I remember them celebrating that 2-2 draw with West Brom, like they'd won the World Cup, you know, and they were all like holding hands and celebrating. But I don't know. What is over-celebrating? I don't know. I mean, I saw um, Arteta, he just hugged one of his pit crew, shook Gerard's hand and went down the tunnel. I don't know what's over-celebrating. With that, I think it's just sour grapes and they're just trying to turn it around. And, you know, anything that come out of Ashley Young's mouth just smells like bird poo. He was another Arsenal fan as a kid, wasn't he? Right, Remember so when he made his first run at Villa, we were in for him before he went to Man United. I going to say, it didn't seem like an Arsenal fan at the weekend. <laughs> no, what's your thought about the celebration, James? Would you just fucking oh, laugh it, at it? I think it's it's, absolute, it's absolutely stupid. I mean... Um, Nick, again, from where you're going from, um, LFC, you know, the old lateral flow champions. Um, when they won, <laughs> when they, <laughs> I like when, that. <laughs> when they, when they won the league, none of their fans were allowed to be in there, but we all saw, you know, all the bottles that were left outside and the carnage from when they celebrated outside because they weren't allowed in. Now, if they win the Premier League this year, I want this same energy. No, no, you can't celebrate that. You're not allowed. You can't. You, you can't go mad when you win the league for the. You know when you actually get to see your team win the league in what is it, thirty-two years or whatever. No, you know, I don't want to see no Liverpool fans celebrating, cheering. You know, no, you'll never walk alone over the tannoy more than you sing it because you know that's it's pumped in. <laughs> and um, I, I just think it's a joke. I think it's an absolute joke. Um, again. It, like I go to say, it's the, it's the old fun police. If, if if you're having fun and you're not hurting anybody, crack on. That, you know, that's that's how I see 
just life in general all the, all the time people oh look at these lot over there doing this oh look at them doing it are they hurting you no the fuck off then <laughs> you know, you've made James swear. <laughs> he doesn't swear that often, but it is it is a sign that we're doing something. Bob Lex double. Are you double dipping tonight, Nick? Yeah, I'm in looking on Twitch and uh, doing a YouTube chat. I see my mate for seals in. He's one of yes. my viewers from there. He sports RB Leipzig. Is he German? No. Oh, fair enough. Just like some um, of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I think no, no. I'm German. Well, he's I'd have a word with my name. If he's my Romanian. man was still alive, I'd have a word with her and go, German? Hmm. Good. That's why I like German cars. What the GFP stands for? German flower pot, not me, the car. Um, yeah, I think on, on the situation of everyone having a moan, it makes a big difference and laughing at us. They're now trying to find reasons to pick at us because they must look. I mean, um, Nick, any like um like Seb was saying, he made a good point about Grealish being the star of their team. We have got Erdegaard, Saka, Martinelli, Smith Rowe. Most Premier League teams are lucky if they have one of those. And so we've got four of them, and regularly all four are playing at the same time and really well. Well, do they play at the same time? Actually, no, they don't. Three of them. Any three out of four will play at the same time. I don't think we're ever going to see four playing at the same time unless we start to play Martinelli out front. But the other teams must look at that and go, you bastards. You've got all of those wonderful young players, and how can we have a go at them? Oh, let's let's have a a shout and a moan once once they start celebrating because they have got... we have got the most exciting young team of players in the Premier League, haven't we, Nick? I mean, you'd say that whether we don't do or don't, but they're jealous, aren't they? They're just well gel. I think everyone's been jealous of Arsenal throughout like all the years because basically we've just pissed off so many clubs over the years, haven't we? You know, not I know it's always all go on about your history, but we've had rivalries and upset pretty much all the clubs in the Premiership, you know, we've upset Liverpool, United, Chelsea, you know, all these clubs over the years we've had something with because we've always been sort of, you know, around the top half of the Premiership for most of the time. And people remember stuff, you know, they still talk about stuff that happened, you know, still talk about Man United Arsenal every time that game is on. And really that sort of peak rivalry ended nearly 20 years ago. And they still talk about it today, you know, like, um, because they've been talking about Vieira getting inducted into whatever the Premiership Hall of Fame thing is. I don't know what that was. I don't really sure what that is. And they were showing him having his rivalry with Roy Keane and stuff like that. And this was like 2000, 2001, you know, and they're still talking about it today. And I just think, you know, people have long memories and stuff like that. And for some clubs, you know, that kick off, you know, with one or two players, they remember it, don't they? Yes. Uh, it's like Mr. Waffle says, bring on all comers. It's us against the world. That's when Arsenal are at their best, when we're uh, either down to nine men or everyone's um, having a moan at us. Um, right. Um, before... the, the tears the tears hydrate us all. That's all. That's all doing, <laughs> Salty tears. <laughs> um, right. So uh, I was going to... There was this thing that Saka scored the two... Did anyone... Did either of you two see my tweet about the first 10 goals Arsenal Whip scored in the Premier League? No. no. <laughs> Good. Don't go and look. Right. Saka got the, the 2000th... 2000th. I can't say it. Hold on. 2000th, and I still can't say it, and I cover the gap up. Kieran Tierney got 1900, Alba got the 1800, Danny Wilbeck 1700, 100 was Ian Wright, 200th was Keown, 300th Stephen Hughes. Have a guess uh, who scored the first one. 
our first ever Premier League goal. Steve Bold, wasn't it? All right, you ruined that. Yeah. Uh, how about our second <laughs> one? Can I guess? Can I still guess? I won't guess Ian Wright. No. Oh. Second one, same game. Ian You've Wright? podcasted with him, James. Oh, is it Super Kev? Super Kev. <laughs> and they were both in the, uh, the our first Premier League game. We lost 4-2 at home to Norwich. Oh, Bastards. Dear. How about the third one, Nick? Any idea? You can keep saying Ian Wright. Uh, Swedish? Uh, oh, no, I can't remember his name now. Oh, that's gone. I had a oh, chat with him during a testimonial. He's been on the podcast once. Left winger. James? Slimpar, oh. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, could, I could see his face. I just couldn't think of the name. I couldn't say <laughs> right. his name. This next one is just for Nick. Fourth one. Ian Wright? Yes. yes. <laughs> fifth one. The fifth one. English. Left back. Dixon. Oh no, Winterburn. Winterburn. Sorry. Yeah, right. I'm Winterburn. Right. Yeah, this next wrong. one's decided. This next Actually, one, dyspraxia kicking in. Oh uh, yeah, I have a touch of that. I think. Yeah. Um, Battle star dyspraxia. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Number six, just for Nick. Ian Wright. Excellent. Number seven. He had, he had lovely long ginger hair. John Hartson. No. Did he have England? Hair then? English. Right midfielder moved into central midfield. Talk oh, Ray sport. Parler. Ray Parler. Next one, we talked about him. Went off to play for Villa. Oh, Merson. Hey, that's it. And the final two, number nine, Nick. Ian Wright again. Number 10, Nick. Ian Wright. You got more, you got, I think you got more right there than, uh, than James did. So did you get uh, it? I got more right. Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what I was saying. Uh, right, so um, yeah, we're going to have a look at. Should we have a moment for uh, a Bert Leno, James? A Bert Leno appreciation moment. He hasn't played a proper game since I think December, and the game before that was October. To come in and do that—that that was a half decent game, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, I can't, I can't sit here and uh, totally praise the guy because people will go back to what I've said in the part, they can easily pull it up. So I'd just be a massive, massive hypocritical <laughs> bastard is the word we've used all day. So, <laughs> um, but no, no, I was, I, do you know what? He come in there and um, he done his job. And one thing I will say about him is he's, he's not moaned. He's not complained. You can tell in the summer, he wants to be a goal. He wants to be a first choice goalkeeper somewhere else. I think when we signed the American guy in January, that sort of indicated to me he's definitely going. But what I like is a bit, sort of, a bit like Lacassette has. He's like, I'm probably not going to be here in the summer, but until then, I'm going to give you everything that I have and do my job. And people like that, you, how can you really moan and complain about them? In my opinion, you sort of can't if they're willing to do that. You know, we've had people here before that have whinged and moaned and. You know, won't go north of the Watford Gap and sit on Twitch playing Fortnite all the time. So to actually have people that are committed and want to play the games, uh, you can't you can't moan at them. And he did pull off, yeah. Someone put there, it's a nice, yeah. He did pull off some nice saves, yeah. I agree. I mean, if we want to get to the technicalities of it, the distribution level's nowhere near. You know, you, anyone there's no in distribution see, was there. <laughs> anyone with eyes can see that, but he done his job. He done his job. He did indeed. Nick, any thoughts on Leno? Yeah, I mean, we talked about him earlier, you know, comparing him to John Lukic, but, you know, whereas no one 
were desperate for him to be replaced. And I just think when because we had Wenger for so long and they were all his players and we were just used to players being there for years and years, even though some of the players we didn't want to be here for years and years stayed. And that's just what that's just what happens if you're going to get rid of managers. They want their own players in. They want their own type and style of players. And, you know, with a goalkeeper, you haven't really got much chance of, you know, you're number one. I mean, I don't think anyone rotates goalkeepers on a regular basis like they would, you know, other players. I know they sometimes play, you know, like a cup goalkeeper, but we weren't in the cups for very long, were we? So there wasn't many games for him to play. But he'll, yeah, he'll go off in the summer, and we've got what's the American coming in who we've sort of pre-signed. Did we With sign a loan out? Two of them. Two. Oh, yeah, one centre back, one uh, goalkeeper. Signed them both, and then loaned. I think we signed the centre back and loaned him back for the until um, our summer because their season has already started. And then the goalkeeper we're, we're buying in the summer, or the other way around. Yeah. One or the other. Well, yeah, we just got to hope that. Um, Ramsdale doesn't get injured on the first game of the season and out for the season, don't we? You, you shishy nonsense. Right, you mentioned something there, uh, Nick, in cup games. Look at this. This is a little thing I've been working on. What do you think of that? This for the boys and girls at home. This is the top seven teams. The first figure is how many games they are going to play this. If they get knocked out of the cups, uh, where they are at the moment, because we've still got Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea are all, and West Ham are all still in the Cup. So if they only play their two European Cup games, then it means this season, uh, the most number of games played by the, the top seven is Chelsea will have played 60 games this season, and then it's going to be um, 60. What comes after 60? It's going to be, then it's going to be Man City on 54, Liverpool and Sam Spurs on 53, and uh, West Ham on 54. Spur and Man United on 49, but Arsenal, James, if we've played 35 games, we've got another 10 to play because we've only got 10 league games, or 45 games this season where teams above us, Chelsea, would have played 60 games. That, I think, is an extra 33% games. I could be wrong. I don't know. I can't count. But looking at that, can you make any kind of sense? That What does that make you feel that about um, Arteta having a smaller squad? Did, do you think he planned this? Is he Is he that good at it? Um, I, I don't think he planned to get knocked out of the cup uh, <laughs> against Nottingham Forest. Uh, if he if he did, um, you know, so I, think, I think a few of the uh, Arsenal YouTubers would have a field day with that uh, specific ones. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I think it shows you that um, it's justifiable in the sense that he's kept a small, you know, group of players. And, you know, when we had that break in January, and we went to Dubai. I don't know what happened, but it seemed to have galvanised them and made them closer together. And I think we're seeing the results of that. But one thing I will say to caveat it is, is that now that we're going to potentially be in the top four and we're going to be playing these 50-plus games and everything else like that, I think he's going to have to rely even more on the squad because we're going to simply just have more games. And um, that's when you go into you know, the dreaming of the additions and everything else like that. And some of these fringer players that we've not seen, you know, I think Lekonga's a good player, but I, I can't remember the last time we saw him. I think it was Forrest as well. I can't remember the last time Lekonga come on. Mm. Um, so it's it's a case of managing uh, that squad better because we're clearly, you know, it's obvious, isn't it? We're going to have more games to play. And I'm shocked. I couldn't believe Saka's the most with 33. I thought, 
I thought yeah. it was White or Gabriel, but yeah, see it's Saka, that really brings in the home how important he really I know all the time you're like, oh rest him, rest him, but you, you can't, can you? <laughs> you just can't. He's he's I too think, good. I think White has started the most number of games on thirty one yeah. as Saka was played, started thirty and come on as sub thirty three. But Harry Kane, forty one goals games this season. And he, he normally he'd have had forty-one goals for that. I think he's got twenty-two all competitions. That's uh, that's encouraging, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's had a he's had a shocking season this year for his level. I mean, um, that that was just because he wanted to go. I think he got pissed off that they didn't sell him, and then he threw a you know he had a bit of a strop, and now he's slowly coming round until they eventually sell him in the summer. And again, like one of the questions earlier, it's going to be so funny to see how they spend the cane money because the bail money was. You know, I always said what was worse, how Liverpool spent the Suarez money or how Spurs spent the Bell money. And uh, I'm not just saying it because, you know, they're the they're the rival and everything else like that. But I think I think it was the Bell money was absolutely terrible. Well, it helped us get Ozil, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but I'm like Saldado and all that other. Yeah. Oh, Lamella. He was the last yeah. one to leave. Yeah. And yeah, uh, there was that the Brazilian midfielder. They bought for a fortune and then let go for cheap. Nick, oh, looking Polina. at that. Yeah. Who was it? Paulinho. Oh, Paulinho, yes. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he end up Japan. at Barca? Yeah, he went to China yeah. and scored yeah. a load of goals and then went to yeah. Barcelona. I don't know where he is now. Don't care. Um, Nick, looking at that, are you surprised that once the season is over, we'll have only played 45 games? That has got to be... Uh, that's the next thing I'm going to do because I, I don't have a mm. life, ladies and gentlemen. I, I do absolutely nothing. I either sleep or, um, or, or make lists of shit and don't even do the washing up at the moment. I need to go and do that. But looking at that, Nick, 45 games, that's got to be one of the lowest ever. And then that's with a jammy League Cup run. If we'd have had our usual League Cup run, we could have only been, well, we could be on 40 games. So we played in the second round, didn't we? So we're always going to win the second round game. Are you surprised at that, Nick? 45 compared to Chelsea, the team we're trying to catch, are in 60. But I didn't know, Nick, that the top four go straight into the group stage of the Champions League. No pre-qualifying for fourth place. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's been like that for a while. And I think Chelsea oh, have got out. a... All right. <laughs> I think Chelsea have got a few extra because they played that World Club Cup Championship thingy and then they played another game where they played the winners of the Europa League as well. So Yeah, that's under but, under if you look under Super, one one game and none. Oh, that's what all these numbers mean. It's you see the first number, like Arsenal twenty eight, that's how many league games you played, ten left. So that's why it's one and zero for the FA Cup. But, but then you look at all the Euro, they've all played six and they've got two more games to play. Doesn't doesn't mean they won one nil or they won six two. That's just uh, yeah, games played. Games. Good. All right. Don't get Larry. I can I'm read. To help you out. <laughs> Only Cole calls me Daniel. Not having that. He'll get yeah, a bit jealous. I've got to keep an eye on you. Did he? Yep. Make sure I don't waffle. Yeah. So surprising 45 games do you think we can catch Chelsea looking at the fact that they have got we've only got 10 games to go Chelsea have got 13 as we can see from my wonderful diagram there do you think we can catch Chelsea on form I would have said yes but they've fluked a couple of games 1-0 the last month or so I mean they probably weren't worth you know they scored what was it 89th minute winner against Newcastle oh, I think a fucking few weeks sickening ago. You know, there was one before, I think they scored in the 89th minute as well, and they just won that one 1-0 one, where they probably were worth a draw, if not lost. But, you know, like I said, if they're going to keep fluking at 1-0, then probably not. I mean, I mean, what do I know? I said we were probably going to finish fifth, but that seems to be all falling into place for a top-four finish. And then 
that'll make for an interesting summer to see. Looks like we're going to have to buy strikers because we don't have any in contract. They're going to be in contract in the summer. Hmm. Um, apparently, Paulinho is at Corinthians because me and uh, H there is uh, we're, we're both Corinthians. That's how we found each other on the Twitter. I was saying I'm a Corinthians fan. I have been since we signed. I always get it confused which one we signed first. I think it was Silvino and then Edu, and but we didn't sign yeah, Gilberto. Silvino, from Silvino there. was first, yeah. Yeah, and I think Gilberto was from Gremio. Not sure. Um, anyway, yeah, that's my lovely, lovely list of things here. So the gist is we've only got ten games to go. Chelsea only thirteen games to go, but Chelsea will get past. Who've they got in the Champions League? Le- no, they beat Lille, didn't they? Yeah, I've got no idea who Chelsea have got in the Champions League. They got Athletic Madrid. No, Man City. Um, no, Man City have got Athletic. Yeah, um, I'm going to pretend that I knew all along. Uh, somebody talk about the weather while I uh, while I scroll down. Um, they're playing Real Madrid. Ooh, first yeah, I, leg at I home. Was, I was like, I thought it was one of the Madrids. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> that's going to be no matter what. That's going to be a tough game. See, Real Madrid got spanked at home four 0 by Barcelona. Aubameyang's yeah. back, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> done, a, done a Dragon Ball Z celebration. They must have been See, like, "What is this guy doing at the?" You know, of all the things we've seen in the Bernabeu, they're like, "What is this?" <laughs> when I saw him do that, get the ball thing out, I thought he used to do that with us. That when he stops acting like a child, a man child, you know, you give him six months and he's going to have to be gone. But it's such a poor league, though, isn't it? The amount of goals that he's scoring, he's, he's enjoying his football. He actually got an assist for someone in that game. I thought, fuck off, cheeky twat. There's no love for me. Good luck to him. Let him get on with it. But yeah. just annoying that someone of that much talent couldn't be bothered. Here we go. Like Phil says, no bang bang or Urzel talk. Right, we'll <laughs> fucking move on from there. Ah, oh, H says. Gilberto Silva was Atletico Mineiro before Arsenal. That's it. Jolly good. Um, right. So we have got we've got a few questions to ask. We've been going an hour and 20 minutes. We're gonna go for another 10 minutes. Um, we had a question on Twitter from Matt Roberts. Um, question: What can the women's Arsenal team do to make you watch them play more often? Um, James, you seem like the kind of bloke who who might have dabbled in a bit of ladies' football. Um, yeah. I- I wish I, I wish I could say. Um, I guess just you know show more of the games and um, it's on YouTube now. Tonight's game we're one nil down apparently. Oh well, yeah, we're winning. If we, you know, I, I am fair weather like that. I, I'm not going to tune if we're losing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't mind a bit of women's football. Uh, I, I frequent Dagenham and Redbridge, um, and they've got West Ham ladies playing at their ground now. They've they've done the like Boreham would have with Arsenal, so they're putting money into getting some money into Dagenham and Redbridge, which is always nice. So yeah, I can't whinge and moan at that. Um, and you get you get free West Ham women's tickets if you're a Dagenham Redbridge season ticket holder. So when they play Arsenal in a couple of weeks, I'll probably go. Um, Vasil says here. No, the league's not the problem. It's just the quality around him. Oh, no, that's Barcelona. I had to read it three times. Yeah, true. Uh, Jimmy, celebrate taking... Oh, fuck off, Jimmy. Somebody <laughs> told Jimmy to fuck off. <laughs> Don't be silly, Jimmy. <laughs> Telling the list of the fuck off. Who do I think I am? Jason? Oh, never mind. Great days. thousand people watching. Just to make a couple of hundred quid a month from donation. Don't give us your money. Don't want it. But... Uh, Yes, give it to Nick. Nick doesn't need it either. Right. Um, Nick, any what could they do? Uh, oh, here we go. Phil's been a, 
at it. I'd rather watch egg chasing than women's football. That's how much I can't be asked. <laughs> Nick, uh, Jimmy Stanford wants to fight me. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, what could, do anything make you watch the women's football, Nick, or do you? Or do you? What's the reasons? Not really. I mean, I mean, that's on weird times as well. And I mean, obviously, they're not going to have a, you know, competing with the men's game. It's usually like Sunday nights or Saturday nights, like 8 p.m. or something like that. And by that time, I've, you know, I may have watched two or three games and maybe done a, you know, the podcast after the show. And I'm sort of footballed out by then. It's just that, you know, I don't know. I mean, we always used to watch because the women, Arsenal women, always used to get into the cup final pretty much every year. And that used to be on BBC. And that was pretty much the only women's game mm -hmm. that was ever shown on TV. So we used to, I used to watch that because, you know, it was Arsenal women. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know really what they can do. Definitely not take their shirts off because that's just rude. <laughs> did you watch any of the World Cup? Because I don't think I watched. I think yeah, I did. I watched the last one and the one before that. I watched some of it. But I th do you think it'd have legs, James, to have the women play their football? You know, like the Makita tournament, you'd have two games a day. Do you think it'd have, have legs to have the women play their Premier League games before the Arsenal men play their game at home? Yeah, I think I think that um, would help it as well. Um, I know more and more people are getting into it, which will help. But I think, yeah, I think it is the whole um, stadium thing as well. I mean, um, I think now especially with Arsenal ladies, uh, the way that, you know, Ian Wright's been speaking about them. I mean, Ramsdale put out the tweet today about it and everything. Else. Um, and I believe the North London derby coming up is going to be sold out as well as this one. I think if they put more games on in the Emirates, they would sell it. I think, I think there is the, you know, it's the whole supply and demand thing, isn't it? Um, I think, I think it is there just, it's not as accessible as the men's game. And sadly, I don't think it ever will be. We need a few superstars, don't we? You know, someone like, oh, you've got to watch her. She's awesome. Yeah. And I know they'll probably always say, oh, she'd play for the men's side and stuff. she'd get into the man's team and all that sort of thing, which you don't really want that sort of talk because that's kind of pointless, you know, because they're not, well, I don't think they're allowed to play in the men's side. I think that's one of the rules to play football. I think there's up to that, the age of 12, you're allowed to have mixed sides. No, I meant like, you know, in the, you know, for, you know, premiership and things like that. You know, the I tell you what, first. my Dima could do a job for a League Two side, possibly, maybe even better. She's a. Well, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm saying, you know, by the rules, I don't think they're allowed to play for the men's side. But I don't know. Like I say, just promote some of the players, and you know, get us to watch them and interviews and stuff like that. But the problem is how the media are now with you know players. They don't trust them because they'll. They always try to get them to make them say something that's going to get hits and clicks. So, I mean, we always used to have, like, every Sunday in the papers, you used to get interviews with this player, interviews with that manager, and you'd talk to him and you'd get to know him. You'd see him on, they'd all go on TV and Sky, and you'd all tell your funny, interesting stories and stuff like that. And they just don't do it now because all they want them to do is say something they don't want them to say, and they can slaughter them in you know, on the in the next day's paper and online. So well, I don't know if they could do that anymore. Uh, Phil and Jimmy have been twats, Nick. Um, I should let uh, my, my Sean retweet that and she'd give a pair of them and uh, chin the pair of them. Um, I watch it. I like it. It just needs to be on a regular time, on a regular day, on a regular channel, like James was saying. They're playing now. And if after this, I'm, I'm going to go and put it on YouTube. And 
I was more into it a couple of years ago when um, it was my Dima and Van der Donk, and uh, that they, they were those two was like watching Henri and Burkamp. Actually, no, because uh, Burkamp Henri was. I suppose Henri was tall. Yeah, like my team was tall and Van Donk was doing all the magic behind. So they were my two... They were my two um, On a two Saturday and Sunday mornings at like 10 o'clock or something in the morning. So it'd be before the men's game. So it's like, you know, like an appetizer to football yeah. rather than, you know, filling up at the end once we're already full try to eat more or something. I think if they if the Premier League wanted to do something about it, have the game so it finishes half an hour before the men's game starts. All Premier League pitches can now cope with it. Most of the teams that are in the women's league have got um, uh, affiliated with the men's team. And if you did that, people turn up for a couple of hours early, make it no extra fee, and then you could incorporate it, work it, have the calendar working together, have the games mixed up, maybe even say on TV before, try and have the... Could you do the relating fixtures? I don't think you could because there's there's 20 Premier League teams. And I think there's only it's a 10 or 12 in the women's league. So you couldn't have um have the, like if it was Arsenal Spurs for the men, you couldn't have Arsenal Spurs for the women. Oh, you could do men could do it that way around. I think they need to work together and try and make the game. Because if uh, if they did have the women's games on before the men's one, I'd turn up two hours before the men's game just to watch it. Think, yeah, I'd like to see it, see what's going on, put them on a bigger stage. But you need regular times, like James was saying, you need to go. Yeah, it's um, it's midday on a Saturday. That's when, for all I know, that could be when they play. I've not actually checked that before. I agree I with think, you, James. I think the last <laughs> food was like normally eight pm on a Saturday or Sunday night, something like that. Yeah, but they're really. really, really food, yeah, you know, most people would have left before the men's game would have started. Some of the football we were playing. That's true. That would have been the highlight. Just watching the women play because they were decent. Anyway, yeah, good question. I do like it. And then if we could do anything to promote the women's game. Uh, plus, I think a lot of a lot of people get into it because it's it's a bit hip and trendy at the moment. Like ABW have been doing scores on the doors since 2013. How they stopped doing it now. We used to say how the women are doing, where the league table was, the game they've just played, who scored the goals. You go back and listen to old ABW. We were the first to do women's football, so maybe I should bring about the scores on the doors. In fact, we used to do the beginning of the show, and people used to moan. So then we put it on the back of the show, and then I forgot to do it. So um, maybe we should do it again. Um, yeah, Loki says Beth Mead uh, is a good player. We've got loads of really good players. Um, well, questions we've got three questions and then we are done from Sky. I'm going to call you because I don't know how to pronounce the rest of it. Uh, I, I might move away from the topic now, but could Jed Spencer from Middlesbrough on loan to Forest? be something we need at least he, the game against arsenal and liverpool i think he has been as good as cedric if not better hard one versus one and going on attack james what do you think um yeah yeah i would not be adverse to signing him however i look at it and think how when cedric's come in and what he's done uh, he's completely proved me wrong on what type of player that I thought he was. I think he's actually been very, very good. I've been quite impressed with him. Uh, he put in a lovely cross um, before the goal at the weekend as well, just in that build-up that um, when Xhaka headed it down to try and get to somebody and then they cleared it and it went to Saka and he smashed it in the back of the net. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be adverse to Cedric staying a bit longer if he's going to keep putting in performances like that. Um, and then you've got the – is it – Brooke Norton, uh, Crufty, whatever his name is, he's at Lincoln, the young lad. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He's be, he's being talked about like he's the second coming of Christ. So if <laughs> we've got another, if we've got another young player like that, 
Um, I would like to see him um, integrated in, especially if he's as good as everybody talks talks him up to be. Um, I, I don't watch Lincoln, so I can't really comment much. But I've I've heard nothing but it, um, good things for him, sir. I think one of our listeners is. Uh, I think Loki's up near near that kind of area. I'm sure yeah. he said he was. I mean, I would I would rather bring someone like that through. You know, I'd rather bring one of our own through than um, you know taking taking a punt on someone like they spent who who is a great player. I mean, he, yeah, he was very good against Liverpool, and when we played them, he absolutely tore us to bits. So. Not that we were great on that day anyway, but still, yeah, no, he absolutely smashed us to pieces that day. Mm. Nick, do you want him? Because I had to look at his... Um, he, whew, forgot to breathe there. How did his thing? Um, looked at his stats on whoscored.com for Nottingham Forest. He's been good. and He's had the odd good, um, very good game, but that's playing in the Championship in a very good Nottingham Forest team that are, that are surging up the league because they've got a new manager in their head. They might even make the playoffs. But, yeah, I think... that if we bought him they're gonna want a lot of money for him as compared to how much money we'd have for having young norton pulling up trees again still don't know what that means who pulls up trees bad people wrong that's who pull up trees nick people who who don't care about trees do you think he cares about trees (laughs) i don't know he might be a lumberjack i'm not sure (laughs) i mean (laughs) <laughs> to be honest i haven't got a clue who he is but you know Arteta's and you know the the record they've had of bringing in youngsters if if they like him and they think they're going to bring in him i'll go with them i'll give you know i you know they've done really well with young players and i don't want to spend too much money on him i don't know what that would cost but i mean look sometimes i like cedric i don't i don't know where the hate came from him it's like he didn't play for a few months because we bought tommy ashu then all of a sudden everyone started just turn on him and saying how terrible he was i thought i can't remember him having all these terrible games i mean i know we've had players in the past like you know santos and kolasinic that were you know dreadful fullbacks at, at most of the time but i can't remember him ever you know properly letting us down you know on a week in week out basis but I suppose sometimes, as they say, absence make the heart grow fonder. Maybe with Arsenal supporters, that works in reverse. Could possibly. I I, I apologise. I hate it when people say, you know, if you ever listen to talk-based radio, blah, blah, you know, blah, 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 you know, you know, blah, blah. I have to mute the radio when these idiots come on. So I've used the phrase pulling up trees twice and I don't even know what it means. So sorry to any trees listening, if you are. Um, next question we're going to go to get rid of that one no not, that's not how you get rid of it you get rid of it like that start with you Nick from H I have a question as well what do you think about the new kits released yesterday would you like them at Aston Villa well that bit is too late for him but, yeah, but what do you think to the new kit uh, does it look like someone's had a uh, a couple of strawberry milkshakes from McDonald's and then puked them up over a white shirt <laughs> yeah, they look a bit odd don't they I think you know, Adidas are really getting their money's worth with this sponsorships if people are, are buying these shirts because, I mean, Chris buys every home shirt or every Arsenal shirt or every season. I think he's bought about 10 this season. He's no wonder he's skint. Ball bugger, but I don't know. I still don't understand why, because what they say a few weeks ago, they made us wear different shorts as well and it was like an experiment to see how people would take it or something. So the official club statement. So I don't know if they're thinking of changing our kits, but that's that so interesting. Is that the next season's one? Allegedly, I've, from people who know what they're on about, they've said yes, that's next season's kit. 
I quite like used... that. I quite like that one. It reminds me Collars of the... and buttons. Yeah, it oh, reminds me of the um, 96 to 98, was it? One where right used to tuck it in. Yeah, I think that's the vibe they're going for. I'd like if, you know, what they call it, the old tramp stamp. If they have the Arsenal in the black with the lettering. Across like the arse. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love if they went for that again. I'd, I'd, that'd be a must purchase if it's got the tramp stamp. When they'd done that, George Graham went mental because we had arse <laughs> written across our arse. And he, went and, they, and he forced everyone to tuck it in so they couldn't see it. We only get about 10 shirts that are definitely 100% going to be the shirts in the summer but I suppose only people who really know what's going to be is Adidas but the, I don't the think give a fuck the awake no, rumour is uh, quite good because someone posted a picture of the zip up jacket that's going to be and it's uh, it's like an all black with uh, gold or grey so if we get a, an all black awake kit, I think uh, I'll be quite into that myself personally I think that'd look quite cool Ah, oh, good. Right, I was trying. To yeah, I did think of Chris when I saw those zebra print Stella McCartney pants. That uh, <laughs> those. Are... I thought, oh, he'll have them in a couple of days' time. They'll be on. They'll be on his Twitter soon. Um, where is it? It's I don't. Yeah, we got this, <laughs> and then we got we got this one, and then we also got this one. Piss off, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, right, next question. Uh, go back to here. Click on here. From four. Oh, it is. Yeah. From formerly Noza. Uh, Nick, will you be missing Mike Dean? I hear he'll be retiring at the end of the season. It's the, I think the question is is he going to stay at the PGMOL? Yeah, I heard he's going to stay. He's going to go in the. Um... VAR and rather than referee. But I mean, I'm like a lot of people, like Mike Dean, especially his first few years, you know refereeing Arsenal games where he was dancing when Spurs scored against us and stuff like that. And everyone gives him so much grief. But I actually met him once down Cowra Road and he's a really nice bloke. I mean, obviously he thought I supported Norwich. So maybe if I'd have been wearing an Arsenal shirt, he, he would have sent me off. I don't know. But, you know, he's really nice. I mean, the worst referee we met down there was old, um, his name Clattenburg. He was not a nice person. He was just really arrogant and didn't want to talk to anyone. He was miserable. But... It is what it is, and until the referees, you know, get a better system involved, you know, with their performances and you know, policing the referees, what they do and don't do, we're all get, they're all going to get grief out because I don't think it's all their fault as well. I just think you know they aren't getting as much help as they need. I mean, VAR, it's like they're sometimes they're telling them to do the opposite to what they want to do and things like that and they're always undermining them and like say even now the even now the linesmen aren't allowed to flag for offside until after the play is finished i was like well why not don't you trust them yeah that's an actual bullshit rule i hate it i'm trying to find it what do you think to that james um i you know good riddance uh, <laughs> uh i if i can't take referees that want to make the game about them um, yeah. you know, I think Colonia was the only one that I begrudgingly gave respect. You know, he's the only ref that's been on a video game cover. He was on one of the pro evos, wasn't he? Um, but yeah, Mike, Mike Dean's always wanted to make himself, you know, the story and everything else. And yeah, he can, he can go, he can go for me. Um, but the VAR thing, don't even get me started on that. I, it's, 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 I'm, not give a reason. Do that. I'm just saying he's like that. 
off the pitch. He he just wants to talk to everyone, wants to be everyone's mate, mm. and he's that's just I think that's just his personality. How he's yeah. really like what's the word like an extrovert? He's really talking to everyone. There is a word, but I don't want to use it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you don't want to get demonetized again. No, not again. Yeah, I think the VAR refs the current refs shouldn't know who they are. They've got no relationship with them whatsoever because it's the whole, you know, it's like the, it's the old boys club, isn't it? You know, I've got to do your game next week. Um, so don't you make me look silly because I'll make you look silly the week after. Uh, I think they should know who they are. They have no f- relationship with them and everything else and do it that way. Thunder says he likes the loan watch. I have been meaning to do another one of those, but it takes me about two hours to get all the information together. And we've got so many little fuckers out on loan at the moment. It's uh, it's impossible to to do them all. Right. Uh, uh, I found the kits. Uh, what do you two think to this one? Training it's kit. Disgusting. Nick? That is an Alice shirt, isn't it? That is definitely uh, an Alice shirt. We know someone of ABW bought it, didn't we? Didn't I think? Was it Carl? I don't know. I know. I remember where I posted. I went, look at this horrible shirt. It's absolutely disgusting. And Ellis posted a picture of himself wearing it. That was fun. That was hilarious. <laughs> and then we got the new one. Fucking hell. State of that. <laughs> That's uh If I press some of these buttons, does it move us all around? No. Oh. No. No. That one. Well, I can leave it on that one because then I can see you, your happy faces. Would either of you wear that? No, no, and I, I've, no, I've, I've, I've wore some loud stuff in my time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, not that one. Not that. It's, it's designed for the ladies. The oh, well, maybe that's why I would wear it now. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. If it, no, I don't. I think it's meant to be um, some kind of uh, leopard print thing. Um, but it's for the ladies, and it's a link up with uh, Stella McCartney. Uh, I think it's Stella McCartney, is it? No, Stella McCartney. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, you're correct. Yeah, I'm thinking Does she of the, do the, the, vegan the vegetarian food? food. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh no, that's Linda McCartney. Sorry, that's close. Well, there we go. That's why I was confused. And it, it's good for the team. It's good that the ladies are getting some recognition, getting their own kit. And as you can see there, the only player I recognise is uh, Vivian in the middle there, because she looks like she'd elbow you in the face as soon as look at you. So, which so is are they actually going to wear this for a game? That's training tough, I think. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, oh my goodness. Much like, much like yeah. that shit. Yeah. Well, that would be good if the women had their own separate kits every season as well, rather than the same as the men's. Because, you know, they're wearing the same sort of kit as the men's. That's like saying they're like a watered-down version of the men's. If they had their own kits, you know, not different colour, obviously still red and white, but slightly different, that might help. So a lot, a lot of the, you know, supporters could, buy the women's shirt or you know instead of the men's and support the women as well <laughs> Phil Max it looks like a pyjama <laughs> uh, Nose says can we have a yellow and blue away kit not difficult is it that's right um, shorts look good um, I thought it was a little herb garden in the middle he's twice you said herb garden is that because that twat on the Tuesday Club was thinking of Harland and said Herb Garden? I don't know. Um, yeah, do either you two buy buy the kits when they come out? I haven't bought any this season, but I did buy the. Um, you know, they said it was the marble halls, but it reminded me of those little ripple sort of ice creams you used to get from the van. Uh, raspberry ripple. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got that one. <laughs> the last I time I bought, bought the first. 
the first Adidas one about two, three seasons ago, and yeah. I put it on a hot wash, and now it wouldn't fit a dog, so that's fine. Oh dear, my new washing machine—you can control it with your phone. Isn't that amazing? Why would you want to? Because you have a look. Because have you ever seen the dials on a phone? It's like trying to launch—I mean, dials on a washing machine, washer dryer. It's it's easier to launch the bloody spaceship than do. It's like the the, the, the uh, Enterprise. Oh, I mean, see, series six, not season, series, series six of Next Generation. So many episodes I hadn't seen. What a magnificent series. Um, yes. What else was I going to do? I think that's it. I think we're all done. I um, talk a little bit about Saka talking about, you know, needing protection and Gerard no? having a pop at him because I know a few people were talking about that on the. Oh, go on. Twitter. I haven't heard that. Well, obviously, Saka after the game said when he got subbed off he asked the ref for more protection and blah blah blah, blah you know because he's getting you know to a point he's getting kicked off the pitch mm. and then i think they asked something about gerard and he was like basically called him a little pussy and he says well i'm sitting there i've had all these operations I've got screws in my hips and i can't even go to the gym and blah 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 you know just the usual salty crap from him and you know so you didn't hear about that i vaguely no, but again, Gerard got us some absolute kickings in midfield, didn't he, over his time? He he as well. I was going to say, yeah, he handed more of them out as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he wasn't busy falling over. Um, Voyager was brilliant as well. Yes, I loved Voyager. And oddly, Chakotay, no, Tuvok from Voyager has just been in an episode of Next Generation when they try and steal the Enterprise when they're having it decontaminated. They do a lot of that. There's been quite a few of them. Um, Blogs was talking about that one on Arscast. Talking about what? Because you're like six seconds behind us. Oh, Gerard the Saka and... thing, the protection. Yeah. Gerard can fuck off. He does. Yeah. When Saka is standing there and then against Crystal Paris and the bloke takes a kick at his leg and then he breaks his fucking leg. And he, Matt, this is an England, he's going to be England's star player in the next two or three years and then he will be for ages. And the FA need to look at that and go, He's one of our best. Look after him. The referees need to protect him and Grealish and all the other ones and stop these players kicking them and then trying to ruin them by tactical fouling, rotational fouling them. It's bullshit. You should, they, they'll get away with it because the referees don't give a fuck. But if you played for, for Liverpool or Man City then or, or Spurs because they're not that kind. See, that's the, the Son thing where the bloke backheeled the ball and it barely rolled along in the, the area that is out of the game has been stopped and it rolled behind him and it hit um, Son and Son fell over. Have you seen that video? Yeah, and then he that, that sort of kicked off a bit because he was screaming, rolling around, holding his face. But that's that's just the media in it. They, I think they shoot that a little bit on Twitter, but they didn't really highlight it, you know, on match of the day and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, the agenda of like have been Arsenal, they'd be going absolutely mental. The same as what was it? I saw what was it? Ref Watch Monday morning. They were talking about um, Jacker's yellow card for three fouls when he only made one. And they he went at the end, one, two, three, two, and three. There's yeah. one. What the fuck? And there's no explanation. And it's just they shoe that and they said, Oh, so that's an accumulation of fouls then. And they know he didn't make three fouls, but and we, we didn't even get a video them. apology, did we? No. And that was just Dermot Gallagher who used to be a ref just laughing with the guy, like grinning like a Cheshire, because they think it's funny and and it has been going on for what since the mid two thousands with Arsenal, you know. I mean, even you know, Sebu was there, you know, Arsenal don't like it up and get in their faces and blah, you know. 
that's got to stop at some point. You know, the amount of stuff, especially when we, you know, we're trying to do it back to him. And I think that's why we've been getting as many red cards as we have we've had since Arteta's been there because we're starting to kick back. And I mean, over the years, our players have always been done for reacting to what other players have done. And like you said, I saw that a few weeks ago. The referees, where, where are all the London refs? Where are they? There you go. Look at that for people at home and on the toilet. That's um, where all the referees are from. Oh, so many of them in and around Manchester. And like our Josh says, one of them's born within a mile of Old Trafford, but supports Altrincham. Fucking bullshit. How can you have the, um, the most number of clubs in the Premier League are all from London? There's probably five or six. But yet there's not a single referee within 100 miles of London. It's bullshit. I think that ref as well goes to Old Trafford. They let him go to the training ground to like use the facilities and stuff like that. So he like trains and works out in like United training ground, and then they still referee the United games. It's just shocking how how much they lie. I mean, it, it goes back to you know they all lie about it. I mean, Graham Paul said it in his book, didn't he? After he retired, yeah, I lied. I was told to lie and said I support a lower club. I support Chelsea. And be, what did he say? Being part of the team that won the FA Cup in 99 or whatever, or 2000, was like the highlight of my career. And I got a medal referee in my club, Chelsea. I'm like, well, okay, if that's how you're going to go. But if, if they're allowed to do it, what, what can you do? I think if, I'm pretty sure we're the only referee you know, group in Europe that don't have you know, like a governing body monitoring it. I'm pretty sure the rest of them have that, whereas they just like self, what's the word, you know, self-monitor, which, you know, if that's just Mike Riley saying, yeah, I like Man United, that's good. Uh, I don't like those London clubs, that's, that's good. And, and that's it. Much like off Jim, they're all uh, kicking us in the balls and telling us it's Christmas at the moment. Luckily, because it's just me here and I'm not awake during the daytime, my electricity's going up for 600 to 900 pound a year. Yeah, money. I mean, Nose has got a point in the chats about Ronaldo. I mean, I remember Ferguson coming out. So I remember there was a game where um, I think Irwin was at Wolves like the year after he left United and he kicked the crap out of Cristiano Ronaldo in his first sort of game. And then Ferguson came out and said, we need protection from the younger players and stuff like that. And that kind of works. Whereas with us, that's what gets me. When we say it, that can end up backfiring. Like when Arson said, you keep kicking all our players, someone's going to get injured. And then we had three broken legs within about, was it about a year or 18 months? We got three broken legs. And I don't, I don't expect Arteta to say it because they'll just, that'll just backfire. The same with Saka. And I've been saying this for like well over 10 years. It's got to be the ex Arsenal players, like your Roy-E, your Parlers, all these players in the media, they've got to protect and look after the club in the media and you know bring these things to attention I, I haven't seen any arsenal you know ex-arsenal player in the media come out and say why is everyone picking on jacker all the time they said he had three yellow cards he's only getting one it's just none of them do it if anything a lot of them that's why they get so much grief so a lot of them don't like, jump on the bandwagon and then stick the boot into us and you just don't get that at any other clubs i mean look at you know you say liverpool are doing well at the moment all the ex-Liverpool, they love them. They will never say anything negative about them. You know, that, that they've had they've got players go around being racist and biting people, and then they try <laughs> to justify that, don't they? It is true. Um, even when we're in our in our Hyatt James, when Arsenal, the glory Arsenal days, 
the referees were all on Man Everybody was on Man United side. The punters, the, the yeah. journalists, the referees, yeah. everybody. But that's what we need to get back to. Um, I'm not saying that we're going to go 49 games unbeaten. Uh, <laughs> it would be lovely, but uh, yeah. Um, but we knew back then these... Re- I think the refs even back then were worse. Do you remember, was it Uriah Rennie? He, he was a dreadful referee. Absolutely dreadful. Durkin, his son referees in the National Jesus League. Because like I said, I go and watch uh, Dagenham and Redbrook. His son's a ref in the National League. His son's a prick as well. <laughs> it's just, It just seems like it's... So we just need to keep doing what we're doing and winning these games... And like we said earlier, just getting all the salty tears, collecting them in the cups and drinking them to spur us on to do even better. Because we shouldn't even have the refs coming into the game. I know that it can happen. And if you look at the Man City game that we played at home, a lot of people said, look, we were in the ascendancy until the refs took it away from us. I think, you know, six a dozen, you know, whatever the phrase is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just... Just be better because we we we've got the we've got the talent to do it. We shouldn't even be bringing the the refs into the question. Really sad that we have to. Yeah. Um, right, that's yeah. that's the end of the show. What I'm going to do, I'm going to play the because a lot of you here haven't seen the Sunday roast show that it's me and Mike from the Gooners Pod. So I'm going to play you the intro to that, and then I'm going to come back to these two and then and see what these two think of our intro. It's only about forty seconds long. Are you ready? This is. This is spectacular. And Mike sang this off the cuff with no words when he made this. It's a terrible intro, but I love it. Ready? Welcome to the the Sunday Roast with Mike and Danny. This is Danny and this is Mike and we're kind of strange. We're in the tub and we drink a lot. At least one of us does. This is not Mike's body, but that is Danny's, and that's really gross. Thanks for watching the Sunday roast. We love our fans. And here's Danny's mom. His name's Michael. Is it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and he's a Jew. You can tell he's a Jew. Look Ask at him. Ask him who's his daddy. Magical moment. I can almost taste Danny. <laughs> it's so close, I can almost taste him. <laughs> and uh... Well, there you go. How terrible was that? There was a part in it where you could tell he made himself laugh as he was singing it, but he's like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep getting you. There was a slight, the voice sort of crackled where he's making himself laugh. But yeah, no, he's a, he's a top man, Magic Mike. Got to love he Magic is. Mike. I love people are getting around the swear filters. Lovely. Well done, everyone. That's what I like to see. YouTube can't stop that. No ad revenue. for the, Yeah. We're going to make about two. In fact, one video last, last week, last month, we made about £3 for the video. And then they take 25% of that, which is why I tell you people, don't give us your money because they'll only take 25%. What do you think to that that video, Nick? It's wonderful, isn't it? Well, yeah, I've seen it. Like, because obviously I watch every minute of every thing that ABW puts out because I have to. Yeah. Unlike the rest of them, they never knowingly turn up for anything. Oh, how many times I've said something about like Ellis or Carl or Chris, and I never get a message later saying, you cheeky twat, because they're like, nah. No. 
Um, yeah, so that's going to be this Sunday, uh, possibly 10 p.m. It usually is 10 p.m. unless uh, Mike's doing something different. And I think that's it. We're all done. James, thank you very much. Your second show in uh, so far this year, second show ever. I'm getting a bit bored of you now. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So where can people? Where else can people find you? And where can they find you on the Twitters? So yeah, it's just L- at LLCoolJames91 on the Twitters, and then you'll find my own personal YouTube channel uh, if you want to click on that and subscribe. I haven't posted anything since we lost to Brentford. But it is there if you wanna you know, if you wanna go back in time and watch Premier League predictions from like 2014, 15 or whatever else, you can. And then it's not just all football. If you I, I know you've watched a few of them, uh, Danny with me and my friend Tom. Uh we, yes. we, we spoke once about how instead of recycling, we should chuck everything in volcanoes. And then um we were asking if people abroad at gravy. And so <laughs> there's that if you want to watch that, and then there's purely Arsenal FP uh on on the youtubes as well and then uh i'm, I'm on the hybrid squad as well with josh so it's all never it's all heard of him you can, you can, yeah i know <laughs> and you can find me on there so thanks thanks again for asking i appreciate it thanks so we're going to get you back um uh maybe uh 10 years this time it'll be a little bit sooner nick um do you want to tell people where they can find you playing shit games how dare you? I'm on. That's Nick Foyts on Twitch and the Twitter. I've been playing great games. I played Lord of the Rings: Return of the King the other day. It was absolute pants. I was. A, I don't know if you noticed. I had your stream on, but I wasn't chatting for about an hour and a half the other day. And I even I had it on. I muted the tab, but didn't mute the the, the Twitch. So then it counted as a view. Cooperative one that, with the campaign. Like was it? The yeah, but I was two? playing at single player and just uh, raging. Me, the whole yeah, time. me and my brother used to play that so much when we were younger. It's a, it was great. The second one and the third one. Yeah, they were both great. See, Dan. See, this is good. See, this is man with taste with video games, not your stupid. Four point don't, hospital. Don't crap. you diss the two point hospital? That's <laughs> a game. Porsche. That sounds like a porno. It is another very good game. They brought out a sequel to it. I haven't even got. I've, you know, I've got two monitors. Everything's all set up. But when my PC gets hot, Nick, my displays turn off for about five seconds. The screen goes black. What is that? I reckon it might be the heatsink on the paste on the on the processor. Probably you get put too a fan hot. on your computer. That'll cool it down. Uh, I need to put it all in a different case, really. When are you next playing um, on Twitch, Nick? Uh, tomorrow night, like 7 p.m. till 10, 11, depending on how much I drink. What do you mean drink? You don't drink. Well, I always drink, so you never pay attention. Yeah, you drink fizzy pop. No, well, that is fizzy drink. It's got Jack Daniels in it. You filthy swine. Um, I, I don't know when we're going to be back again. I don't know. Um, have we got anything planned? Maybe next Wednesday we might do something. I have got this idea, which I'm not going to give out just yet because people will steal it, but it's a short half-hour show with journalists coming on and, and other people that aren't, we don't usually have on. To uh, So I might do that. You might see some of that if I can get any of them to fucking reply to me. But uh, other than that, I don't know. I might try Kev. That'd be a good one. Get Kev Campbell on to do the first one think you'll like that right people thank you very much for watching thank you much to everybody in the chat at home on the bus and having a poo if you're having a poo let us know in the youtube comments if you are new feel free to subscribe i don't care about the bell icon it never bloody works anyway if you want to go and find us on twitch just 
on you can watch it on YouTube and Twitch at the same time. It's at underscore Burkamp underscore Wonderland. Twitch is the future. It is a wonderful place to be, far more interactive than you are here. Um, I don't know if anybody's in on Twitch at the moment in there. You can put little uh, little faces and things in there. I mean, that's worth it all by itself. Um, if you are, if you listen on iTunes, give can give us a five star review. No four stars. Don't fuck around. Five star review. Uh, we've not had any of those for ages. I don't even really check. So just tell us you've done it. I believe you. And what else is there? I think that's about it. Um, yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I have uh, bought my mum. Uh, I think about hundred quid on her. I don't usually bother because she's got everything. And uh, that's it. I gave the offspring fifty two quid to go and buy stuff for, for her mum. She put it all in the car for petrol cow that's the kind of shit i'm dealing with people and then she hasn't even got any more money to replace it with so i bought my mum an iphone she's dropped it already well there you go that's what why have you get her out of it it's not even mother's day till sunday because i don't know well there you go nick if you'd have not if you'd have been like me and be strict she wouldn't have got it wouldn't have dropped it there you go uh oh what a wonderful way to end the show from our mate steph thanks guys here for the outro and the awful Sunday roast intro. How dare you, sir? Right, we're going to go. Thank you very much, everybody, and we will see you God knows when at the Arsenal, I think. Going to end the show now. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>